This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. By the way, please do. I'm, no, oh, I, this I is you. Yeah, I'm singing on it. Wonderful. This is I'm singing in the background. Sensational. Really what, a way, what a way to begin a show. I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow. And you've already met one of my friends in the studio. It's an absolute delight to be joined by Stamford Chidge, David Chidgey, and Jonathan Kidd. Kido, Kido, Kido. From the Chelsea Fan Cast. Normally, when a Kiev is demolished in spectacular style, it involves garlic butter, but Chelsea made very short work of Dinamo last they night. They went through a, them like a knife through butter. Like a knife through butter without was, the chicken um, inside. I was in uh, hospitality, and guess what they served? Chicken Kiev. They did. Mm. Did they actually? Yeah, and I have to say, it was very tasty, but particularly the mashed potato. Not that that has any relevance as a metaphor. But nonetheless, it was very tasty. And I demolished it, but I didn't wait until the last uh, out of breath, mate. few minutes. I'm out of breath. <laughs> you need to lie down. Because I ran. I ran from ran. the tube station, you can tell. I've never seen Jonathan run ever. Ever. No, I've got bad knees. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, going, that's taking one for the team, mate. It was. I yeah, but I I'm needed impressed. to be here. I need to be because you went I'm, the extra mile for Chelsea. I, did, and I went the extra mile for this show. Show, I know. Chich. I, I know. work for this show. I'm honoured. And our new presenter. No, well, it's very much appreciated. Yeah. Uh. yeah. I'm. I'm disappointed that you're called posh boy because you're not as posh as me. Well, I'm not actually called posh boy. It's not a case of Christian name posh, second name boy. It was in my old role as co co presenter. Really. But are they unbelievably? Uh, Chavy, then the people that are working. No, yeah. I wouldn't no. say that to their face. I, no, no, I've no. said it here deliberately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they have, just they because, have left. Just because um, 
uh, if you'd been, if we'd come in and you were terribly like that, I would have said, "Oh yes, he's a posh boy." Well, I oh, could, yes. I could go. Could for that you? If you'd like, can we do that later on? We together, can later on. I promise you, we I can. love that. I'm so going gonna, gonna to change the Chelsea fancast quiz tonight. What are you going to? Well, I've got it? a good question. I'll do it in a minute, but okay. I think we might change it. Who is the poshest out of Johnny Posh Boy Burrows and, uh, and Jonathan, Jonathan Kidd, Posh Boy Kid or Chidge? <laughs> or who, who is the posh poshest out of us three? Chidge, if I fight, you just said, who is the poshest out of us three? The, the smart bettors oh, amongst actually, you will put the money on actually, me. Actually, the son yeah. of a... Of a <laughs> <laughs> never. Talk, Johnny. Stop him yeah, from talking. Stop him from talking. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah, I'm no, not saying anything. It. I'm just no. pointing we're at you. Talking. Yeah, yeah. We're, not, talking. we're talking. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about Dinamo Kiev yeah. last night. I yes. thought it was a really, really good performance. A wonderful attacking performance, yes. but also kept that clean sheet. Yes, but at 90%, they pressed fantastically. They pressed for the whole, except for that terrible last 10 minutes where Kiev suddenly decided that they would um, press us. And instead of doing what Fulham did, which is to boot the ball aimlessly down the pitch and somebody run after it, that old ploy, we just stayed playing short, short, freak, short, uh, um, short. Uh, goal kicks and passing the ball and losing it. Don't you think that Kiev were absolutely awful? Awful. Worse. Really? Worse than... Uh, they kept on passing the than ball the previous, Than the previous. Well, no, but what it was was that we were really on top of them. They could not deal. They were awful. No, but they weren't that awful. They couldn't deal... I thought they were. With the, yeah, they were, but they were made awful, Chidge, by right. the fact they couldn't deal with the way that he was playing it. Yeah. He was... I was right above him. They moved us. Where were you last night? Uh, because, well, because very few people had taken up hospitality yes. because they'd made the prices so unbelievably expensive they moved us i was exactly on the halfway line on the other side you're on the other side i'm still in In the the east end in east middle running straight through my chest you you were in god's waiting room. there it was i was just there yeah and it was and but you're normally in the middle though no i'm normally to the right of it oh right so you were to the left right to the left yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and uh and so i watch sarry all the time and he is a a maniac does he smell of fags no the fags (laughs) didn't come up that far but this constant movement and and energy and Worrying and moving and Doesn't looking and pointing. Write his notebook no, he didn't write very often. He wrote when they didn't pray. We didn't press enough. They see that I'm obsessed with that. I really think that's whenever he makes those notes, he's doing it because they're not pressing. They're not doing what what he wants. And for ninety for ninety minutes, sixteen, seventy minutes, they for me they played exactly the way he wants to play. And you know, with Louise spraying these brilliant fifty-yard passes, Louise not allowed to do that. Is, uh, no, not within within Sarri ball. But oh, I think right. we've got to give in that that might be a ploy. Okay. And with Pedro and William playing out of their skin. Yeah, Pedro was uh, Pedro. On fire. Well, oh, except for missing three goals. Yeah. You know. Well, Johnny Johnny thought uh, 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 Giroud played well last night, didn't he? Well, I'm a big fan of Olivier Giroud. I found it very interesting that the front three were all so impressive, and actually all three of those players have come in for quite a lot of fire. Huge criticism with Giroud. He obviously still. Still didn't score a goal, and the criticism that many Chelsea fans will stand by is that he doesn't hit the back of the net enough. But actually, I thought that lots of the interplay, the little touches, the link-ups around the 18-yard line, particularly that nutmeg back heel yeah, brilliant. to assist Pedro, brilliant. That was brilliant. he just brings so much to a team, which is why, of course, he kept starting for France in the World yeah, Cup, yeah, even yeah. when he couldn't hit a barn door. That's right, that's exactly the problem. But He's no, got a nice beard, though. He, a very good yeah. beard. I think we should, there I should like be your beard. emphasis on his beard. Yeah. As, a, as a man he doesn't grow great beards. I, I yeah. great, and uh, he's got nice hair too. Very, he's, I always approve of that. He's generally rather. Attractive. I like Paolo Ferreira because yeah. he had great hair. Did you like him yeah. for that reason? Yeah. He's also That's a very good-looking man. Fabulous. He was Portuguese. Chap. I probably would Giroud's actually. French. Hang on, are, no we, are we really trying to put him in the category of good-looking that? Olivier Paolo Giroud sits No, no, no. Well, no, no, Paolo, Paolo Ferreira. Ferreira was gorgeous. Only, loved him. Compared only, only to Olivier Giroud, no, who no, is no, no, an no, Adonis. No, 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 no,
Has he? Well, Lynn next to me, who I sit next to, is <laughs> completely in love with Paolo. Yeah, well, I am too. Clearly, yeah. yeah. But, but so, what about um, uh, Carlo Cudicini? She no, yeah, completely. Yeah, he's a good she was man. It, oh, she was in the lift once with him What's at it? an away game, and Ooh. she swooned. <gasps> she swooned. <laughs> she actually swooned. Have you ever seen a woman swoon? Her before? knees just turned to jelly, and she knocked them together. It's and, quite a sight. And, I assume uh, you experienced yeah. that every yeah. time you walked. No, down well, no. I mean, sadly, sadly, it wasn't me that made her swoon, Johnny. No, but I did. I was doing a program for Nuts TV, would you believe? And we had James. Haskell as a guest on the show that I was doing. Oh, yeah. And he walked into this office, and it was a really big open plan office. There must have been about 30 odd people in there, a lot of them uh, kind of young. Uh, kind of 20-something producers and I saw them and he walked in and this man is ripped I've never seen muscles his, his arm muscles are like my legs yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. frightening and, yeah. and I, they just all collectively swooned I've never seen anything like it it's really yeah. weird what, did, what was their swooning in particular they, kind of, they kind of went <laughs> yeah that yeah, yeah. yeah. but he's yeah. not yeah. actually and no disrespect if he's listening James because he has been he's on the Chelsea station. fan James he's a very nice yeah. chap yeah. he's not beyond beyond the sheer size of the man he's not actually particularly good looking no but when you've had your between you know big blokes legs for a lot of your career that's hardly surprising is it hardly surprising we are getting by the way some breaking news into the studio not chelsea related but it's that finally after all this time tottenham's new stadium is going to be used competitively in the first week of april have they done their tests then well, presumably they have. I was talking to the guys for the Spurs fan show Under last 18 night. Under-18 game, isn't there? So, yeah, we still need two tests That's to be completed. Right. It was right. being suggested that that would be a formality. And if this is being announced on the BBC, on Sky, presumably there must yeah. be assurances in place. But not, not for the uh, Champions League games. And look quickly, because I know you've got to yeah, go to a yeah, break yeah, in a minute. We need to, we need to do the quiz, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hang on a second. Thank you. It's back. It's back. We had a bit of a different quiz last week. This week, we've got back to the same format. So we're playing, we're playing Wolves on Sunday, of course. So I want to know who played for both Chelsea and Wolves. And I found 14. I think there are more, but I found 14. I want to know who they are. And I'd like to ask a question. Yeah? Why have they opted for this yellow shirt? That's a disgraceful. Well, we'll ask, we'll ask Harry. He's yeah, coming on later. He's coming yeah. on, because it is disgraceful. Yeah, OK. I'll remember that. Well, stay absolutely where you are because coming up we'll have the press report with Dom Fifield, London football correspondent. We need to find out about this FIFA transfer ban. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with Johnny Burrow and I'm delighted to be joined by Stamford Chidge, Dave Chidgey and Jonathan Kidd from the, the Chelsea Fancast. I'm also delighted to be joined on the line by Dom Fifield, London football correspondent. Good evening, Dom. Thank you for joining us. We've heard today that FIFA have denied Chelsea's request to freeze their transfer ban during the appeals process against it. Now, that's despite the fact that when various Spanish clubs appealed against similar bans the same punishment was frozen surely if there's going to be a rule here and there's going to be a precedent set fifa need to stick to it yeah i take the point um i i i do think however that things have moved on a bit since the days when the spanish clubs played the market played the um well basically bought themselves some time to buy some players i i i get the impression and, and I'm been talking to people at FIFA uh, and take this with a I suppose you have to take it with a pinch of salt because it is FIFA but they are very confident that the appeals process will be concluded within the next couple of months so well before the summer window bearing in mind the summer window technically starts on the 1st of July I think but if that is concluded there'll be plenty of time still if, if they uphold the original sanction uh, for Chelsea to appeal to CAF 
arbitrations of sport to get an interim ruling whereby they will be able to trade um, ahead of uh, any potential ban. What Wildcast basically looks at the case uh, in, in future, which is what happened with with Barca, Atletico, and, and Real Madrid in the past. So, although this comes out as as quite big news this afternoon, and it prompted uh, another sort of outraged state from, statement from Chelsea, um, I'm going to sit here and say. I think FIFA have streamlined this this uh, punishment, this uh, uh, their investigations into similar offences, such as that alleged to have been made by Chelsea in the years since the Spanish clubs were punished, and will probably find that um, the appeals process is concluded well in advance of the summer window anyway. So, so Dom, and I, it's my fault earlier on, actually, because it's the London football correspondent from The Guardian, we should have said, Johnny, but I forgot to write that in the running order, so it's all my fault. Uh, lovely to speak to you as ever, Dom. Um, here's the thing. So do we still think that Chelsea are going to get a transfer ban and not be able to sign anybody from this summer or not? No, I, I still think that they, they will be able to sign players right. this summer because I think they will go to the Court of Arbitration for Sport right. and apply for this in, this intermediary, interim sort of uh, ruling whereby they will be able to trade until CAF actually look at the case. Right. And it may be that that then drags because the lawyers, that, the lawyers, they have to start their own investigation, effectively, yeah. CAF, I imagine. And so like, it, will, it will drag well into the future. But I... I, there was outrage this afternoon uh, in that statement that, uh, that, that Chelsea released, uh, the sort of astonishment that they they mentioned in passing. But actually, if you talk to people at FIFA, they, they say uh, this is the normal process. Uh, they should have been aware of this. Uh, this isn't really... And nothing's really changed other than we've tightened things up in the last few years. Uh, and we'll, we'll be able to get this looked at far quicker now, well before any... Any transfer window, which you know where the sanction might normally have applied. Dom, if this ban does end up sticking, obviously that would be bad news for the club on the pitch specifically. But more broadly, what would it mean for Maurizio Sarri's future? Because if the club were to look to get rid of him, what manager is going to want to come in and take charge of a squad who have struggled at points without even having the option of adding to it with his own personnel? Depends what the philosophy of that that manager is. If, if it's somebody who's eager to work with young players and is steeped in all things Chelsea, and perhaps is cutting his teeth currently in the Championship with a football <laughs> team coach, who can uh, that? I, I would imagine it'd be quite appealing. Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> then, do you think they'll call it Frank Lampard's uh, Chelsea if that happens, uh, Dom? Well, possibly. Look, it's. It's, it's dangerous to think about yeah. the, the hypotheticals of this because, you know, if, if the transfer ban does take, come into effect in the summer of 2020, which seems a likely scenario given that the Court of Arbitration for Sport would drag, um, are we seriously going to sit here and debate whether the current Chelsea head coach and Alexia Sari is likely to be in charge um, at the end of 2020. Well, you know, he, he maybe could be. He could be, potentially. If it, in the last week has been excellent. The previous four weeks weren't so clever. Mm. Um, but this isn't a club that, that really, realistically, thinks long, long term. If they have a transfer ban imposed on them for two windows, um, maybe they... They do change the way they think, and maybe they do lean more heavily on on the uh, 
I mean, Cavani, but again, we're talking hypothetically because they could have absolutely blitzed the market like Barcelona did by then. They could go out next summer and Abramovich could flex his muscles and spend, you know, £500 million in the market and suddenly you have a completely different team that's ready and, and, and waiting for the next for the next year when they can't add, add to the ranks. But Is that not a problem with the hope- rule then, Dom, in the sense that if you know you're going to have a transfer ban and you can simply do all of your business preemptively, is there any real point in having that particular punishment at all? Well, but, but you're not going to rip up. You're not going to deny clubs the option of going to cash. Uh, FIFA have closed one loophole. I mean, they have they have made sure that the eight and a half months that Real Madrid had before that their their appeal was heard, and the six months I think it was with Barcelona. But that that doesn't happen anymore. They're now looking to get this all concluded. The appeals process within two months. So they they have closed it. But I don't see how they can stop. You know, the clubs having the option of going to to cash. So yeah, it does pose clubs with certain problems I mean, uh, and and questions. I mean, you know, if Chelsea spend five hundred million pounds, are they going to fail financial fair play? Well, I mean, there may be further implications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably there, there are further implications. Of that. I, I actually think I, I suspect that there are a lot of Chelsea supporters out there that think the same way. That in many ways, having a transfer ban would actually do the club quite some good yeah. in some, some respects. It would actually get them focusing on the talent that, that supporters chant these kids' names throughout games, even when, you know, 2.30-somethings are running right like they did last night. They're still calling for the, the 18-year-old winger to get on the pitch. We, you would see a lot more of those players. Look, it may be that there's, there's a period of pain and, and you Chelsea aren't competing in the Champions League or, com- or competing even for Europe. For, have, have they ever enjoyed yeah, but, that pain? They've never enjoyed that pain, Chelsea. They've always tried to uh, to do something about it, though, haven't they? Yeah, they have, but they, they might not be able to in a conventional way. Yeah. I mean, but then it could come out a bit stronger. I mean, there's got to be the potential there. But Absolutely. these kids are really that good, and the academy is really that good. And I'm not going to argue that it isn't, because I think some of the kids that they produce and are producing are absolutely phenomenal. But they've got to be given a chance, and maybe this will be the opportunity to do that. You said um, that uh, Sarri had improved the last couple of weeks. What do you think he's done in particular? I think he's, I think he's, he's been pragmatic. He's been what, what everybody wanted yeah. him to be for the first, you know, after that excellent early start petered out. Um, I, I mean, no one's going to be able to convince me that that performance at Wembley, which which was excellent, by the way, mm. was a sorry ball performance. No. There wasn't it wasn't anything sorry ball about it. It was more Antonio Conte and Jose yeah, Mourinho, was, and probably yeah. not as, quite yeah. as good as those. Um, it's it's a I bit of a mixture at the moment. The impression I mean, last night's yeah. performance was he's they play these little triangles, which is which is clearly him. But then yeah. uh, Luis is playing these fifty-yard balls, which aren't actually supposed to be part of the Cerismo setup, you know. Yeah. So it's like right. a, a combination. So I think they've all but that's come, good, isn't it? That's, no, what, it's, that's it's fantastic. That's Absolutely, it's because fa- they're they're so they're so used to playing defensively and on the break. So if you can have the combination, I think some players can't deal with it. I think Barkley is is a bit like a, a fish out of water doing it because he wants to express himself but he's trying you can almost see the rigidities trying to do what he's been told to do but some of them are, are just getting on with it how they'd normally play um, but I think one of the reasons that Adoy isn't picked is because he's not he's not defensively as good as both Pedro and William are and that's the trouble is everybody wants him into the side and yet he knows that the plan works better and Pedro's playing out of his skin at the moment it's quite phenomenal he should have scored four last drop. night you couldn't drop you couldn't him. Drop either, though, no, you can't. You can't. So, so therefore, Adoy isn't going to be getting a start. 
But I think there is an issue, and, and you could argue that actually he could have dropped them for a, a match in the Europa League yeah, against yeah. Dinamo Ke- Kiev. Well, we didn't Don. know how they were going to play, though, did we? No, but, you know, that, I think that was what... I think a lot of Chelsea sports were quite disgruntled last night that he didn't get a start and clearly were very delighted that he came on, weren't they? Yeah, yeah but I'd, I'd be... I would be properly disgruntled as a Chelsea fan, if I was a Chelsea fan, in Kiev next week, if they don't play. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, counting yeah, Loftus-Cheek in there as well, yeah, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, as a, I mean, having seen Loftus-Cheek playing well for for my club um, last season, I, I just wish he could he could get some luck with his back and yeah. could get a run of games and, and get a manager who trusts in what he can offer defensively as well as offensively. He's doing yoga, isn't um, he, apparently? <laughs> yeah, which is... <laughs> Yeah, we all get to a certain age where we have to start doing things like that. <laughs> Tell me about don't it, Tom. We, we? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to admit that on air, but yes. Now keep weight training. Keep weight training. There's the advice to give you, because I'm doing that, and I'm 90. <laughs> Tom, the, the yoga seems to be working, because that's now a couple of good results oh, on the spin for Sarri. Is his job now, if not safe, slightly safer than it was? Uh, well, yeah. yeah, it's safer than it was, but I'm not going uh, <laughs> to... What happens if Wolves win at Stamford Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then yeah. it won't be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, that, that is the reality of, yeah. of life managing Chelsea at the moment. Now, but I, I don't think... Uh, they've still got the two opportunities of qualifying for the Champions League. Mm. Um, and that, that, is a, um, you know, that is benefiting Sarri at the moment. The moment those opportunities veer away from him or are stuffed out altogether, then that's then he's in trouble again. So there was a period when we were talking about him being a dead man walking, we, that, only two weeks back, or actually probably only ten days back, yeah. when Chelsea could have gone six points. Uh, they lost to Spurs. They could have gone six points, potentially. And lost to Fulham, of course. Four. Which they almost blew uh, anyway. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I don't think anyone really saw that coming, though, did they? No. To be honest. But, um, but the, the way that they performed in those games, and the fact that the fellow is now changing... And, and showing a willingness to adapt and to be more pragmatic and inevitably bringing better out of his players. I mean, Kante, Kante the last few days, last few games has been fantastic again because he's, he's actually allowed to sit in alongside Jorginho sometimes. Yes. He's, not, he's not always looking for the right wing and running up and down. But I wondered if that was his, his, his own fault, you know, that he was pressing too far up. Because uh, uh, Napoli teams have always had somebody playing alongside Jorginho. But, I mean, his theory is that, that you wouldn't matter if anybody was on Jorginho because the ball's being passed so quickly. But it's not yeah, with Chelsea. Um, it's not no, happening. No. So. no. Um, but we shouldn't... I mean, I've done a, I did an interview with Jorginho this week, which um, is in tomorrow's paper. And, and I, I sort of... Part of me actually feels quite sorry for him because... He inevitably is a sort of poster boy. He's for a whipping boy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's become the scapegoat. Yeah. Whenever Sari's team has suffered, it's because of him. And I, I don't always think he's done himself too many favours. You know, but he's a man who's a, 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 trying to adjust to a, a very alien league. Yeah. In the, you know, where, where opponents stamp all over him in the first five minutes of the game and that n- never happened before and the referees do nothing about it of course yeah exactly and and i mean i think i'd like to see more from him in games like last night I, he disappointed me last night i didn't think he was there were any flashes of what he could do last night but you know when you when you see what he 
we can do it, like he did against Fulham when, when Fulham weren't good enough to put anyone on him. Yes, yes. He actually absolutely ran that game for, for yeah. an hour. And it was and, a great and, goal, of course, confusing yeah, some Chelsea fans. Dom, yeah. uh, both Jorginho and Sarri will, of course, now be looking towards the weekend, towards the Wolves fixture, which we must do too. What do you think is going to happen? Can I press you for a score prediction? Um, I think this will be really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, Wolves, Wolves are not this expansive, beautiful passing team that, that blow sides away. They, they, they're stingy, awkward, and play on the counter and they're difficult to break down. And if, if, if they bring their A game, the, the, you know, the, the performances they put in against quite a lot of the top six already, not least in holding in there at Molyneux against Chelsea and then, and then scoring the two goals in the second half, it could be a really awkward afternoon for a, a Chelsea team that inevitably members of that side will be tired and will be leggy. Um, he, he will make six or seven changes again in a bid to freshen things up. And I suspect a lot of it will not depend on Chelsea scoring the first goal, probably Chelsea scoring the second goal and, and getting being two up because I don't think Wolves come back from two up at, at, at Chelsea. But well, I think unless they score difficult. three goals in the space of five minutes rather than just two earlier I, I in the just, I don't see that happening. And, and no. I think Chelsea then can play on the counter themselves and, and, and they have the capabilities to sit there. They also play with more confidence than they were two weeks ago. But I do think it, 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 I think it'll be really awkward. I don't think it'll be a, a breeze against a in the park against a promoted team. I think it will be a, a, a difficult afternoon's work. Well, it does sound like a, to- a tough one, but fingers crossed for a good result. Sarri certainly needs one. Dom, thank you ever so much for joining us. That was Dom Fifield Thanks, there. Dom. Cheers, Dom. London football correspondent for The Guardian. Stay where you are, because coming up, we'll be getting our teeth into a Kiev. Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Now, Pedro was electric last night. He got a goal. He was involved with everything. But he could have had a hatful. Was he too profligate? Yes. Completely and utterly, yeah, yeah. He should have put his foot through that one that he hit straight. And the keeper also w- was guessed fantastically, and I thought the keeper then should have saved the uh, um, the Adoy one. Apparently, yeah. somebody on Twitter last yeah. night, I think it yeah. might have been Dean Mears, yeah. I could be wrong, but yeah. said that he, the, the keeper... Yeah. The uh, Dinamo Kiev keeper yeah. looked like a young Stamford Chidge. Really? I couldn't. I was too far away to be I, able to see. Oh. I, well, I saw because I was watching on TV. I saw what he looked like, yeah. David, and I don't think that's a compliment. I think okay. you, should, you should reject that. Comparison. I'm going to have to. What, okay. Do you know what his name is? Because uh, I'll Google him and find out. Myself. And then if I find out that that's true, I'll be suing you, Dean Mears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what can I sue him for? Um, Anything, uh, anything yeah. alike. Um, you could say libel, def- slander, defamation. defamation. That's the one. Defamation yeah. of um, clothing. Of clothing. Yeah. What about of, of you... facial expressions? Oh, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. Okay, if you yeah. like. Okay, yeah. I'll do it yeah. for that. Okay. So Have we found him yet, Johnny? Yeah. The goalkeeper in question is yeah. called Dennis Boyko, and he's a moose. Uh, is that one N or two? That is one mm. N and a Y. And I what? don't think... Den- oh, right, right, I got you. Like Denise. <laughs> like Denise. Denise. Uh, <laughs> lovely name. <laughs> uh, I as, don't as in the think... Blondie song. Yes, Denise, oh, Denise. Oh, Denise, no, no. Denise, Denise. Denise, right. Denise, yeah, yeah. So what was his second name? Boyko. B-O-Y-K-O. I think he looks more like Love Sports James Gray, Does he? Than David Chichi. I'm going to have to have a look. He looks nothing like me. He looks nothing like you at all, does he? Not even a young me. No, which was a much better version of the one you've got now. Is he, uh, is he Ukrainian? 
Yes. No, but he might not have been, you know. He, he, looks more like, he looks like Oliver Giroud from the pictures I've got here. Perhaps you're looking at Giroud. Look at that. There you go. That's him. Him. Me. Him. Me. No, oh, you're much better. Great looking. radio. You're much better looking than that. <laughs> Thank you, John. I, th- I think yeah. we need a description. We had a detailed analysis of Olivier Giroud's beard at the beginning we of did. the show. We like beards. I think, well, we need to know about Dennis Boyko's yep. beard for those listening. What do we need to know about it? Well, give us a breakdown. What's Actually, it like? it's very his haircut and his beard are very similar, but I think it's because they're both hipsters. Yeah, you know, he's both hipsters. <laughs> you know, they probably got those tattoos. And it's not is, quite Hoxton got, beard though. He's got an under under beard. Yes, and he, and it's then he's got a rather wispy moustache, yeah. and he's got a bit round round about that bit there, you know, just at the bottom. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. He's got a bit of it, but and then he's got shaved at the side, and it's all on top. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I mean, you know, it's like Dan. He looks like Chiellini, doesn't he? He's another one of our group. He looks like he's the spit of Chiellini, isn't he? You know, he, in fact, he could what, be Keely good. Plays but for, I've never seen him in the same Juventus. room. Yeah, I've never seen him in the same room. I don't think he looks like him at all. I think he does. He looks like... a spit of him, man. Anyway, I think oh, no. he looks football, like um, football, Icardi. Football, football, football. He looks like Icardi. Pedro is... Icardi? I'd like a Icardi. <laughs> and Coke, please. Thank you. Pedro has actually been criticised quite a lot this season, hasn't he? Well, has he? Well, they've all no, been... Well, everybody's criticised everybody, haven't but, they, but really? Pedro in particular, for, I've For seen... doing what? Well, specifically in relation... He looks like Eli Wallach when he was younger, <laughs> by the way. Specifically in relation to Callum Hudson-Doy. Well, no, I think no. That, I think that's an unfair way round, to be honest, Johnny. Because uh, yeah. the only reason, it, the, you know, William and Pedro have been. William's always had this kind of mad, balmy, you know. I have to be very careful what I say in case I swear, but you know, the kind of kids that stay in their bedrooms who are very young and issue hate spewing forth on Twitter. Yeah. William has a whole gang of people who can't stand him for some reason, which is totally unwarranted in my view. Um, and Pedro, I think they both get hate because, of course, they want Hudson and Doyd to play, which is kind of what Dom was saying a minute ago. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But also, I, I don't think the fans shouting out a player's name should be enough for them to get on the pitch. You know, I, I I, well, that's what happened. If we actually shout loud enough, it's like, yeah, yeah, but that's what yeah, I'm afraid. Like the pantomime. Some, some if we shout think, loud enough, yeah, they bring him on. Happen. Yeah, that's what. Oh some, no, he won't. Some supporters think. <laughs> Jonathan, I take yeah. your point absolutely there, but surely one reason that might be enough to get a player on the pitch is the fact that, that he's by, better than the others. Well, not just that; he might yeah. not be better than the others. But, but at the, the point where you've got, well. <laughs> well, not even that. When you've got Bayern Munich sniffing around, no, 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 no. But what you have to remember here is that allegedly he'll get a large amount of money, won't he, Adoy? Well, he'll he get a large amount of money, yeah, whatever reg- Yeah, so therefore... No, but no, and, no, and no, his, no, his, his brother will, who is his agent. I'm just going to say, yeah. and his agent, who is his brother, yeah. will. So therefore, there are other strings being pulled No, absolutely, here. but at the point where the player isn't happy with the amount of football he's getting at Stamford Bridge, might it not make sense to give just him... Just to play him in a, whenever. Well, well, hang on, well, no, time out. to play time him in the Europa League. Time out. Look, yes, of course it would. No, but he wasn't sure how Kev were playing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Reel back a a second to answer Johnny's point. Why? Because I want to answer it, and it's interesting. (laughs) The point is, is that uh, he's only 18... Um, very few kids, unless they're absolutely dynamite, are going to get a chance in the first team at an elite club like Chelsea when they're having to replace or dispose or displace even uh, you know, a seasoned international, which is what we've got. Uh, Chelsea, yes, arguably, should be saying to Maurizio Sarri, look, mate, we actually think this guy's good. We know he's not going to be perhaps good enough now, but he will be a world star in about two years' time. We do not want him going to Bayern Munich, so blooming well play him every week. 
They clearly haven't said that, otherwise Sarri would be. Or Sarri doesn't care, because he's probably going to get sacked soon or anyway. Or Sarri says, I'm sorry, you're not going to tell me what to do. Well, manager, a lot of managers might walk if enough. you do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the corollary of that, which we've been talking about on the programme yes, for weeks and weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, is that Chelsea need to get their priorities right. Is it going to put pressure on a manager every year to say they've got to finish in the top four and win something, or is it to develop new players or young players? If it's the former, then we'll never develop any young players. That's the problem. No, and you could take the Klopp or the Pochettino model of players who yeah. have managers who haven't won anything exactly that. that have been given time at the There's the dilemma. And exactly. are now yeah, but, on the absolute yeah, press again, that sentence, they haven't won anything. No, exactly. of course, but you It's do, so important. No, it is Chelsea's absolutely, 16 Jonathan. trophies in 16 years, whatever it is. All these other teams, nothing. Absolutely. So, but at the point where you have great players coming through and you have a chance to perhaps create a team greater than one, one of just your own. Aver- well, not just one of your own, although that is important. 16 in 16 years is an average of one a year, right? Even my maths can handle that. That's a phenomenal record. But what if you had talent coming through where if you nurtured it, you could better that ratio, you could become well, a dominant lots force. Lots of huge hypothetical ifs. But the fact but it's don't, always the fact don't bear that out. Maybe no, one no. club in the Premier yeah. League that have done that. Yeah. Well, nobody's done that, but exactly. in terms of... But well, in terms, why do you think that is? In terms of giving a manager time, there are two clubs who've done it, and they're both Who? above Chelsea in the Premier League table, yeah. Tottenham and Liverpool. What if they won in the last 15 yeah, once years? Again. They haven't, but the point... Well, there you go. Yeah. But the point that I'm making is that you're... Experience, because they haven't won anything. You're trying to build a side, and the trophies may then may. come. Unlikely to. Unlikely there, to. There's, there's no room for, for ifs, buts and maybes at Chelsea. And it's not, but is this on, why there on. isn't any it, room it, for youth no, talent no, no, at no, no, Chelsea no. either? Hang on. It's not because we don't want it. Because I think most supporters love for nothing more than to see homegrown players go on yeah. and play for their team. Chelsea's not a football club, Johnny. It's a business. And the business demands that they get into the top four every year and win trophies so that they can sum or flaming shirts and Ulan Bator in Chicago and wherever. That's but all they but care about. It's not about. only that. It's the level of performance that has to be... No, I don't know the For me, it is. Well, well, for you well, and, for, and I, for yeah, my, you and me. Our yeah. memories, it's yeah. like when Alan yeah. Hudson played, I'm going yeah. back to 1970. When he, when 19, he got on the team when he was 17. When he got on the team when he was yeah. 17. Yeah. He was completely <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. There is no comparison yeah. between Adoy yeah. and his performances no. and Hudson. No. He's you're a good talk, prospect. He's a very good prospect. At the moment, he doesn't defend well enough. This is why he doesn't get in. As a final question on Hudson Adoy, if I offered you two options... Again, yeah. this is a hypothetical if, yeah. but they have to be if we're talking about yeah. anything in the future. Yeah. So, you can have a Europa League and Hudson-Odoi walks, or you can not win a Europa League and you keep Hudson-Odoi. What's it to be? I'd keep Hudson-Odoi, because we've won the Europa League, don't really care no, about it. but it would mean getting into Europe, so I would... Well, but we're getting the top four. four. We're getting the top four as well. Yeah, that's who didn't add that. Yeah. Well, OK, Johnny, we'll, so we'll, one, we'll assume... You should know by four. now that well, I always cheat. We'll assume Johnny. that you're not going to finish in the top four. Well, therefore, you'd take the Europa League and let him go. Would you? I'm not sure. Hitch, would you I, take that? I, I look. I, I would probably rather keep Hudson Odoi actually, because again, you know, I don't care whether we're in the top four or not. But the point you just made about Chelsea being a Never, business, no, uh, they care about it. I don't. Okay, that's different. But from their point of view, being in the Champions yeah. League, of course, you yeah, get yeah, all yeah. that TV money. I just think it might be. Time. Well, it's not even the TV money, actually. I mean, you do get a fair amount in the Champions League, but Chelsea make far more money from wh- what they sell. I mean, yes, the TV rights around the world, but also all the merchandise and everything else. That they see it as a global brand and expanding that global brand. And to do that, they need to ride on the 
or piggyback on the success of the Premier League and the Champions League. That's basically why why they do this. One potential counter-argument to that philosophy could be the fact that Manchester United have had quite a few years off the boil. They had quite a few years out of the Champions League. They are huge. They're bigger than Chelsea, but they actually have kept growing commercially because of the excellent job that Ed Woodward is doing as a businessman. Well, no, I don't agree. I think think that, 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 you know, Man United's scale... And economies of scale, as a result, have been huge way before Ed Woodward joined. You know? No, but if you look at the extent to which their revenue has grown since he joined, it is inarguable that whatever you think about him as a football man, he's doing doing yeah. an exceptional but job. Despite yeah, but what's but been going on on the pitch. Absolutely. Yeah, but hang on, look at look at look at brands and, and and look at how they grow. If you're like up here, you're huge, right? And then you try and grow it more. It's a lot easier than if you're down here. Because if you're down here, you've got a lot further but to Chelsea, go. But Chelsea it's aren't... economies of scale. Yeah, yeah, but Chelsea aren't all the way down there, are No, they're they? not. But they're not Man United in terms of... I mean, Man United are arguably the biggest club in the world. They are. But maybe Look Chelsea... Look at the Deloitte report. We come about eighth. They consistently come first or second. But could Chelsea not possibly get there with the talent of a sensational But it has nothing to do winner. with the talent. It has everything to do with the business model. And that's why Chelsea focus on that. Okay. well, that will remain their focus on the young talent front. Coming up, a chat about a certain Mr. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who... This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We've been discussing, debating, arguing even about Callum Hudson-Odoi. What is the value of that chant, he's one of our own? Another product of Chelsea's own youth system is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He also featured last night, albeit off the bench as well, against Dinamo Kiev. He impressed and the fans seemed to enjoy his involvement. Gentlemen, does he have a future at the club? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because as we were saying, when we're off air, you know, it's an interesting counterpoint to Hudson Odoi, who we talked about in the, in the last part, who's obviously a lot younger than Loftus Cheek, l- a lot less experienced. He's 23, isn't he, uh, Loftus Cheek? Yeah, he's been around. I mean, our, our argument with Loftus Cheek is that he should have been, you know, getting in chances ago, s- yeah. since he was about 18, too, because he's clearly a phenomenal talent. But I think he's matured now. He actually. has. Yeah, he's learning. He's getting stronger, of course. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I read an article the other week, actually, that said that football, well, ma- you know, people, not footballers, but our brains don't fully develop until we're about 25, 26. Mine hasn't developed yet. No, <laughs> I, I have noticed this, Jonathan, I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, so uh, that is an interesting aspect which we always seem to ignore in football because we always talk about their their physical development. And, uh, I mean, you know, when you look at Michael Owen, who, who, who broke into the game when he was, I mean, he exploded into the game, didn't he, as a 17-year-old, and yet he didn't last long, you know. Rooney was another example. Yeah, I mean, Rooney... 16 in his case. Yeah, Rooney was very young. I mean, he did have a long career, though, to be fair to Rooney, but Owen didn't. No, no. And they do reckon that if, if you played that regularly in at this level at that age, then it can really screw you up later. So I'm never convinced by that argument, Chidge, no. in the sense that... I've, you, I've, you know I've got a PhD in biomedical. No, yeah. <laughs> but he would have believed that. Wouldn't for, he? For I'd, every, I'd have told him you hadn't. <laughs> yeah. For uh, every, thanks, mate. Yeah. for every Michael Owen, <laughs> we we have a Ryan Giggs who you know yeah. similarly broke through as a one yeah. kid, still yeah. playing into his forties. Yeah. So I think the question about whether that affects how you should play youth, I'm not sure it does. No, no, I'm just making a point. I mean, the bottom line is, I think Loftus Cheek is good enough to play in that side. And again, it's like like the Hudson Odoi 
uh, argument. If you see a midfield with Kante, Jorginho and Kovacic or Barkley playing, people are looking at it. Football supporters are not stupid, contrary to popular opinion. They've watched an awful lot of football. They see it every week. They're there. And they can see that Loftus-Cheek offers much more of attacking threat than Barkley or Kovacic. So So he should be playing. Would you start him? I would. Either of them. I would. He's good enough. Play him. He's worried about his back at the moment. That's the only he? problem, isn't it? Because yeah. he has, he does go through these injury spells. Dom was saying, Dom's a Palace fan. If you didn't realise when we were speaking to him, right. so he saw, he saw Loft- yeah, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he didn't get injured there. Yeah, he was very, very we've spoken to some other people, um, yeah, here who've been, uh, yeah, Palace fans yeah, that's who've right. said the same. They love he, him. Yeah, that he played wonderfully. He's a very good player, but he played in a different position, though, didn't he? Because I think he played in the right position last night, didn't he? Which was midfield, yeah, rather than wing, because he's not a winger. But he's not—I don't think he's quite sure of where he's supposed to be playing. I, th- I think the Sorry. midfield suited him mm, much. Suits him well, I think that is actually—you're right there. I think that has often been a problem with him, and I think it also you—you know—I think that's conflated with the fact that he's young, so he has to get a chance wherever he can get a yeah, chance. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think a lot of managers have not quite known what his best position is. But I agree with you. I think it's midfield. I mean, the goal. I mean, the William goal, which we haven't talked about, was absolutely, unbelievably superb. And also exactly the same as the one he scored in the it other. Wasn't it? I know, sp- the slightly League. better, but yeah. very similar. Yeah, yeah. But it does beg the question why he can't actually find a Chelsea player when he takes a corner. Yes, but it's bizarre. They cannot. Yeah, I hit. know, crazy. They are. But that. But the, I thought. I thought Callum Hudson Adoy's goal was really. Loftus Cheek's goal. I mean, what he did to set that up was yeah. superb, and I just thought how lovely that these two homegrown players combined in the way they did to score such a fabulous goal. It was really good. Well done, but to it Pedro's, came from, Pedro's yeah. cross. Of yeah, course. but you know, Loftus Cheek again, yeah, who yeah, was yeah. effectively playing on he the left. He should have scored the Loftus Cheek, didn't he? Blazed over the bar when it was actually yeah, easier yeah, to yeah, score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, as you said earlier, very poor. They yeah, should have really did. They were poor. very poor. Yeah, they were. <laughs> we should really they have. It should have been a five-eye. Shouldn't it? I because he could have then played the youth as much yeah. as he liked. We could, have said, we could have sang R for Chelsea then, maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see as well that Hudson Odoi thanked Loftus Cheek specifically yeah. on Twitter after the game. So he so should. Certainly a sense of camaraderie. They also there. hugged very, very erotically. Was, together. That's something we always like yeah. to we see. Like we like to, to, we like to highlight those moments. We do, we do, yeah. Particularly yeah. when there are nice beards on show. Mm. Touching on the Willie Ann thing, the corners have obviously. Exactly, I thought he was going to say Willie Ann, yeah. Have clearly been a problem for Chelsea. No, they haven't. Well, they have in terms of the accuracy of Williams. Oh, yeah, well, OK, corners I, I accept. But they, they, they are good players who've played well for Chelsea. No, absolutely. But speaking specifically about the corners, Willian needs to improve his deliver, delivery. But equally, is there a question of placing some blame on Maurizio Sarri's shoulders? Because as manager at that point, do you not just change the corner taker? This has been going on for years. This, this is predates yeah, yeah. Willian. No, no, yeah. Go on, go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's even I, with my uh, limited experience of park football in the Chis- District League Division 7 um, always manage to uh, loft the ball rather elegantly into the penalty area, so uh, you just lean back a bit. You didn't have, however, few thousand Ukrainians calling you names no, while I, you were trying I to do it. I can deal with that. <laughs> I could have dealt with that. It wouldn't be a problem. Um, that wouldn't cause me... That would give me, make me even more eager to float the ball into the penalty area. <laughs> I see. I don't get this business. I can get it if it's a, a training ground ploy and you're doing it because the ball needs to be flicked on at the near post. Mm. But just putting it, you know, into the mixer, as it were, right in the, the centre... The proverbial mixer. The proverbial mixer. To stick it in there isn't that difficult, and uh, particularly even at pace. So I'm always um, dismayed when uh, there isn't a specialist corner take, or he's supposed to be 
him and he just can't do it, considering that he can accurately hit the ball into the corner of the net, as he did last night, with, uh, you know, and it's it's the sweet spot of the net. You can't, it's, 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 you have to be a master of free kicks yeah. to hit it there. And it's the same skill you'd have thought. You I mean, it's thought. a dead ball. You're yeah. not yeah. under any pressure from other players. And yeah. how and can you dips. strike one and it dips. But, yeah. but it swings. As, as I yeah. said, this is a problem. I mean, you know, we've, uh, we've talked about this for years, haven't we, on the show. I mean, the last two people to be able to take corners at Chelsea were Graham Lasso and Franco Zola. Yes. Nobody's been able to take one since. Yes. Was it something like 240 corners we've taken in two seasons or something and scored once? Or yeah, something well, that's, that's not just ludicrous. the poor delivery, actually, I don't think. But, uh, certainly the that poor heading help. ability. Was, got, was Rudiger against United? No, no, and Louis as well. I've just yeah, made that yeah. stat up. Yeah, we we, like have, scored actually, few, but, we yeah. have scored a few. We have scored a few. I've got a lovely uh, tweet from the lovely Dean Mears. Dean writes for us very regularly on the Chelsea Fancast website. And he says, he thinks that, well, the first thing he says is that I can't sue him because he hasn't got anything worth having, which is a fair point. Dean. That wouldn't stop you suing him. No, it might wouldn't. just make it pointless. It would make it pointless, and I, I, I know I, I concede that point, and I now won't sue you, Dean. Um, anyway, <laughs> he thinks. Well, Jonathan may, but for, we don't know why. No, yet. I don't know why. Either, okay. Anyway, uh, he thinks that Sarri got it all right last night. Uh, played experienced wingers to limit the threat of Kiev's key players. Won the game comfortably. Hudson Odoi got minutes and scored. We go into a game four days before Everton with a comfortable cushion, unlike Arsenal, which I think is all absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on Arsenal. Well, I don't, I don't want to talk about Arsenal, but terrible in comparison. Yeah. And I think, g- returning quickly to the Hudson-Odoi point, I think the point that's being made there is an excellent one. If you bring a kid on for the end of a game and he scores a goal, everyone will be happy. Coming up, we'll be doing our very best to answer that central question. Is the tie done and dusted? Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. 3-0 at home is an absolutely excellent result in any tie involving two legs. Not only have you got that big lead, sheet. crucially, yeah, there is no away goal. Four or five would have been better, though. Four or, or six. Five. And they should You're have so greedy. Those. Or 12. I love it. Would, I, you, I, yeah, 12 would have been wonderful. 13-0. 13, I, 13, Chelsea beat Crew Alexandra 13-2. In a, I was there. Well, they didn't we beat Jeanne yeah, with a one-arm yeah, player. Yeah, one-arm with player. Glasses. Yeah, that was so weird. You were there, it? weren't you? Yeah, I was that one-arm player. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. You were there. I was there, yeah. Only one-arm but taking a perfect this corner is true. I've heard, this is so. absolutely yeah. true this is a true story this is in the Cup Winners Cup in 72 yeah. wasn't yeah. it because it wasn't the year we won it was the next year wasn't yeah. it yeah then we went out in the next yeah we did the next, some unheard yeah. of team yeah. from Be- uh, uh, the Belgium, Netherlands wasn't it? Netherlands yeah I can't remember no, yeah. anyway whatever yeah. we digress <laughs> yeah but three goals. It's not four, five, six, no, or indeed right. thirteen. It should but be it's done and decent. dusted. Is it done? But, and well, they've got to score four. I can't see them scoring four. But also, they can't deal with the press. I don't mean the. Uh, well, the, we can't the, deal the, with the, press. Uh, the fourth oh, estate. Oh, press. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean the. Um, the, uh, the 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 pressing the, the, the pressing press, game the they were completely press. incapable of dealing with it and yeah. you said they kept kicking the ball out because they just didn't know what well, to do because they're not very good no they? no but it, I, we keep going on about this they they played Ajax really well in they? the in the group stage did they really yeah they Ajax did well in the Champions them. League. Yeah, but they were in the Champions oh, League. Oh, Kiev in the Champions yes, League? Yes, they I finished, didn't realise that. They finished bottom, I think. Oh, God, yeah. so they're better than I thought they yeah, were. Well, better. It, it also comes down, of course, to which country you're qualifying from, right? So qualifying from Ukraine, your only real competition domestically, if we're being honest, yeah. is Shakhtar Donetsk. So you do have more of a chance to get in. Talking about Ajax there... It's important to remember that we have seen one massive super club in the Champions League overlook the talents of a smaller team. Real Madrid took a first leg lead home, of Mm. course, to the Bernabeu. Ajax visited and made them look very, very silly in their own backyard. Is perhaps being overconfident a worry for Chelsea? I know I don't think he, they'll have that because I think um, he'll instill into them that they, they shouldn't be like that. It's a question of who he plays as well. He just seemed to give people a chance. I mean, yeah. we, we never thought Zappacosta would 
play right wing last we night, hoped. did we? Yeah. We hoped that he yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh, hoped, he didn't. He, he didn't. Not that he played badly. He didn't play very. He was all right. It, it's know. a fair point, actually, you make there, John. John, I mean, because we do. We, I mean, Chelsea fans like nothing more than a moan. You know, why, why, why do you think we've done a podcast for 11 years? Because we just like to moan. I mean, there's no other reason, is there? But Well, you do. I just... Well, OK. In, I moan, you like to listen <laughs> to me moan. Yeah, All right. yeah. Anyway, but the bottom line is, is that actually the, the reality is that Sarri has been fairly good at... I think he's. I think you could make a case for him being better at playing some of the younger players than, for example, Conte or Mourinho. Conte would ne- Mourinho never would yeah. never have done it. I mean, Mourinho also, probably would have sold Hudson Odoi by now, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have, would have allowed the Who forty million say? to come in, yeah. Yeah. forty million bid, and yeah. he might have probably sold William if there'd been a bid for him. I think that was yeah. made up. I mean, he'd have sold sold Hudson Odoi for forty million and, and and spent eighty million on buying Papa Jaboli or whatever his name was, Chilabodji or Baba Raymond. Yeah, yeah, Bubba Raymond. Oh, poor. Oh, that was yeah, terrible. Awful, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was going to say that everybody's gone on about this week about United. United. Having, United. United having won in. Um, they were uh, lucky. PSG. Man. They were lucky. And, uh, and yet, the, and the same because they played the Ute. As you said, did, but the yeah. reason they played the Ute because was injuries. because yeah. they didn't have any. The players are all injured. They also didn't really play the Ute. I mean, Tati Chong and of course Mason Greenwood, who's very highly rated, were on the pitch at the end of the game. They but didn't they start played. the game on it. So it's been used as, a, as an opportunity for Chelsea fans to once again come in and say, yeah. um, "Look, they played the youth and they beat, beat PSG. But they beat PSG with the help of VAR, of course." Who, who does he play for? VAR. Oh. He plays for. Um, PSG. Uh, actually pronounced Ver, oh, and he's okay. French. The, 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 the trouble is, the whole argument's confused somewhat for Chelsea and Chelsea supporters, and the confusion arises from the fact that we've got and have had for the last 10 years, I'd say, the most talented youth academy in arguably the world, I would say, and therefore a crop of youngsters who are equally talented. I mean, five of Chelsea's youth academy played in the England under-17 side that won the World Cup. And hudson Odoi was the yeah. star, actually, was. alongside Phil Foden. And Sancho, Sanchez, wasn't it? Sancho, Sanchez? Sancho. Yeah, Sancho, you know. So, therefore, we know they're good, so therefore we expect them to play, and of course, nothing's changed in that respect, and they probably won't. Well, with that in mind, 3-0 up, no away goals conceded. We've seen, perhaps, that Dinamo Kiev aren't the most troubling side. If you were Sarri, would you start the likes of Callum Hudson-Odoi in the second leg away in Ukraine? Uh, I, I, I'm being Sarri, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No, if I was Sarri, okay. because Sarri wouldn't do it. Okay, well, if I you had Sarri's it, role. I w- I, yeah, I might. I'd do it. You but, would? Yeah, but... Um, I'd be prepared to whisk him off if things weren't working. No, absolutely. All we need is a, a quick goal, and then three-one is suddenly, you know, the uh, the uh, excuse me, the goal gets a bit wobbly. But equally, if you get a quick goal, you've got well, away all goal. Over. It is which, game well, over. Which I'd actually, if they were on the bench, I'd bring him on immediately. But um, what in the twelfth minute? Yeah, even that. Yeah, I do a Mourinho. Mourinho brought Joe Cole. Uh, um, off in, after 20 minutes at uh, at uh, St James's Park. It's not polite, is it? It wasn't. It was uh, brought in. A, uh, yeah, not the funniest was... one was Matic when he put him on as a sub and then took him, him off. Yes, <laughs> yes. Brutal. Chidge, yeah. would you play yeah. Yeah. Callum Hudson Odoi? What he said. So Sarri won't, but you uh, would. Yeah, Sarri won't, but I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Encouraging stuff, and I'm assuming Ruben Loftus Cheek also sneaks yeah, yeah. into those 11s. Definitely. Yeah. With us, but he won't. Yeah, he won't. Interesting. Maybe Sarri could prove us all wrong. Yeah. Maybe someone will. Well, have he has a word. surprised us. Yeah, he, he has, has surprised us he by changing the at all. Uh, no, exactly. So you know, nothing's, nothing's uh, you know, settled yet, is it? Before any of that, he has the mammoth task of Wolverhampton Wanderers to deal with, and we'll be considering that after the news. This is Love Sport. 
Coming up on the second hour of the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, we'll be looking all the way back to the Fulham game at the weekend. Jorginho scores. It's the first goal contribution for the Italian since he signed. Will an increased output placate some slightly disappointed supporters? We will, of course, be looking forward as well to Wolves at the weekend. Chelsea came unstuck last time they faced the Black Country side. Could it be a better result this time around? Let us know. 0208 20 558 but first it's over to the sky news center for all of your headlines on digital radio online mobile and smart speaker this is love sport away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. <laughs> The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fan Show here with me, Johnny Burrow and Stamford Chidge and Jonathan Kidd 
from the Chelsea fan cast. Now at the weekend, it was three Chelsea. points, Chelsea. It was three points against Fulham, but it wasn't quite as comfortable Chelsea. or as confident as it might have been. No. Uh, well, I mean, I thought Sarri's excuse after the game was quite valid because they did absolutely look exhausted after 60 minutes and Fulham just went into the ascendancy. But we, we were having a good old chinwag about this, and I wrote a very, very fine very uh, article. Piece, very, did think. you read it? No, but it's, I'm oh. sure it would have been. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, you looked like you'd read it then. Yes, I did. I, I gave the impression. First time for everything. Yes, isn't no, I lied. But no, there is a. I think there's a huge uh, kind of conundrum stroke dichotomy for Chelsea and Sarri at the moment, which is, you know, Dom alluded to it uh, earlier on didn't he, in, in his phone call. But if we adopt a more pragmatic approach against good teams and defend a little bit deeper, it makes us far more defensively solid, but we create absolutely nothing. I mean, we cre- we have one shot on target in 210 minutes against Spurs and City, for example. Now, Fulham, we had something like 27 shots, but they had 20. And actually, a better team would have punished us, because the minute he plays Sarri ball, we get ripped to pieces at the back and we can't cope. Well, no, because they just... Get us really on the break every time. Yeah, His I know, big thing obvious. is to is to attack for ninety percent of the match is what he yeah. wants yeah, but, with possession, know. and it it just doesn't work in this. No, league. not the Premier League. No. But no. What is the solution then for Sarri? Because on the one hand, you've got this attempting to play expansively gets you destroyed 6-0 well, by Man City but then if you're not creating chances the rest of the time there has to be some kind of golden mean doesn't there? Um, I think what it should be depending on the team you're playing against I think it, it, Man City at home bizarrely I think where well, they paid no attention to Sarri Ball at all and just played a kind of Conte um, performance and they beat them 2-0 and the same with the Spurs game in the League Cup that was a very yeah, similar performance and in the Spurs because League I mean game. this is the irony of what we all know and th- I mean we've been saying this since the beginning of the season that Sarri's trying to play this style of football not only in a league where it doesn't work but with players who don't or don't and can't or don't know how to play it and can't play it because these players are suited to play in counter-attack football which is basically yeah. what our game's been for the last five years at least yeah. maybe, maybe more yeah. you know so I mean is there a solution other, to other it? than Pedro know. Other yeah. than Pedro, I think certain players. But it's the kind of that's the kind of Barcelona philosophy, yeah. anyway, isn't it? Yeah. And the solution, Hazard too is quite no, a ticket taker, isn't but it? But I, 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 well, I think Hazard, unfortunately, is doesn't fit in the Turismo at but all. He's a dribbler, mate. Yeah, not only. And is I he, mean that not, in the nicest possible way. <laughs> not, not only is he a dribbler, but he's not a great defensive player. No, doesn't. And do what that. he likes, uh, Sarri, is the players who come back. But as they've well all been like that. Mourinho yeah. like that. Conte like that. The only one who, I mean, I don't think Carlo Ancelotti. Was that bothered about No, he didn't care. It, Look no. what happened. We won the double. Yeah. But then, so, he, we, then we went out in the quarterfinals. We did so Champions League. Maybe two strikers under Ancelotti, didn't we? We did. All the time. Yeah, wouldn't it be wonderful? Great football. football but I, I actually think that um, Higuain is getting better and better. I thought the first goal yeah, he scored against great. Uh, striker's Fulham goal, was isn't it? Fan. Wonderful. Yes. I love that. I was in the Hammersmith end, unfortunately, and I had to really sit yeah. on my hands. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I twitched. I wanted to go. And I realised, nobody else is getting up, Jonathan. Don't they'll kill you. Did you have like a Doctor Strange love moment? You yes, my hand went. You could have blamed it like that. I had a mixed reaction to Higuain because that first finish was fantastic but I have to confess I also had him in my fantasy team so the fact that he could and arguably should have yeah. got two and possibly three didn't make me feel particularly Indeed. delighted they were all shouting out um, you fat beep who ate all the pies in right. the men, which I thought was unfair but he is possibly slightly not quite fit yet well I mean I did call him Pigwain before he signed which you is did. a bit naughty you, you were a bit horrid actually. Know, he was yeah. brought in as a striker with a pedigree not just for goal scoring but for being clinical for in the pies. box and of yeah. course for eating and pies for being a bit mad all shapes and sizes and, and, and for, for not, being a bit mad and for not uh, for not uh, I mean you know he wasn't very good in terms of 
uh, team bonding and kind of you know he he would all often cause a bit of a ruck apparently he kind of gets gets his own way a lot well, he's that kind of player isn't yeah. he lurking alone in the box and waiting apparently he's for a bit a of a bottler Johnny he doesn't turn up in the big games I've often well. been warned about that but look hey I think Jonathan's right it takes most players an, an element of time to adapt to the Premier League particularly if they come from a much slower league like Syria A uh, what I like about him which we haven't had since uh, Diego Costa, arguably, is a, is what I would call an instinctive striker. You know, who who he's he's a goal scorer. He knows how to score goals. You know, so and that that goal against Fulham proved it to me. And I mean, you know, I think the one where Jorginho flipped it over their defence—that's a classic Napoli classic. move. Yeah. But he wasn't far away. That was a good save. And the other one, he he did basically the ball kind of bounced up a little bit further than he anticipated, so he, he hooked it over the bar. It wasn't far away. He's you more know. like to score than Giroud. Uh, well, um, yes, but I am probably yeah, well, more and, likely and me, to score actually, yeah. than Giroud. And I'm worse than Johnny Burrows at football. I've I'm, seen I'm him play. actually not, really? not sure that's true. No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> I thought, though, is there not an argument that you were promised a clinical striker who any sniff of a goal would bag we one? We were promised the infernal goal machine. You were indeed. Do you think that... That's not what yet. has arrived. Not yet. No, it the will be there. Pie machine, no. It will be there. The infernal, Look, yeah, eating uh, machine. Higuain is a yeah. short-term fix for me, and and I have no problem with that. But if we haven't got a world-class striker, well, here you go. This is interesting, isn't it? Because we were talking about the transfer ban. Because the one thing that Chelsea need is a world-class striker. And it's not Tammy Abraham. No, no. Everybody. Tammy, Tammy should be back next year and given a chance. No doubt. We should have three strikers in that squad. Yeah, agree. One of them should be Tammy but, Abraham. But he's not. The should one be Giroud? Not the, the, uh, no, no, I no. think he should go. Now. I think actually, I mean, I, I know it sounds a bit bonkers, but you know, a world class striker, you know, real proper world class striker plus Batshuayi and Tam- Tammy Abraham yeah, would be Batshu- all right. I think Batshuayi's a, a, an option. He scored goal for Palace oh, last fantastic. week. Was almost the spitting image of Higuain's goal. Yeah. Instinctive strike, and of course, Morata. If he ever finds his, you know what, mojo, cojones, uh, <laughs> I think in Spain. <laughs> if he ever finds them again, he's he still belongs. He's to only us. on loan. I know. Even though he scored a couple of goals. Frankly, I'd rather see you play up front than Can, uh, Morata. Can, I'm good, you, you've got more fire and cojones than he has. I'm good. I've scored yeah. several goals for the Chiswick District. Let me you tell you. Atleti do, of course, have that clause. So yeah, but if we can't sell him, then that's true. Yeah, I mean, they they might want him. You said if we have a world class striker, that with a world class striker. So who? How many are there? This is the problem. There are. Not very many world-class strikers around. Okay, let's 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 presume we don't have a transfer ban, so that means we could buy anybody. Who would we buy right now? Who's coming to the end of their contracts? Who, who, uh, I don't know. Because Chelsea, yeah, but Chelsea don't buy players who are over thirty. No, they want to buy players who are twenty-three, twenty-four. That's it's right. a really tough call, yeah. I think. You know, yeah. because I mean, who are the best strikers in the world? Lewandowski, I think he's gone off the boil a bit. Suarez Jekko's is still gone off. up there. Jacko's way. These, gu- these guys are all coming towards the end. Exactly, but that, that's yeah. just you how they are. You know, world-class strikers are a very, very rare commodity. What about Maro Icardi? He's well, he's a possibility, yeah. isn't he? He's yeah. going to yeah. have a release clause that comes into force for just a fortnight in the summer. He yeah. could be an option. Yeah. Another player now based in Milan, who I think Chelsea may have missed a trick with, is Piatek. Of course, went from went Genoa to, yeah. to Milan. Yeah, he's been scoring. He could have been a really, yeah. really shrewd addition. And of course, we should buy Tadic, shouldn't we? What a mistake we made No, there. he's, he's it's trouble. It's a joke. It's okay, a joke. Right, right, right. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it, you know, what about Disco? Sorry, Isco. He's Not a striker. Disco, Isco. Isco, yeah. Disco. Let's go, Disco. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's, it, it is a problem. Did I mean, there's Pulisic a reason. Did play well for, for uh, Borussia during the week? He didn't. Uh, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Look, it is a problem, but it's not just a problem for Chelsea. Um, 
you, you know, the reason why strikers command so much money is not just because, you know, scoring goals is the hardest thing in the game and it commands a huge premium. It's because there are not that many of that kind of quality, you know. Um, Lukaku? No. Uh, Harry Kane? Yes, please. I'd have him. I'd have him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely definitely. agree. Completely. You know, who, else, who else in the Premier League that we do we like? See, Vardy, I would have had like a shot, but yeah, there's yeah. no point having Vardy now. He's 29, well, well, not just he's that, than that, but he's a counter-attack is player. He, yeah. So yeah. there's no point having him. Yeah. So uh, it's a tough, it's a he's real a tough one. Terry Abraham, I'd love to have back, though. Tammy Abraham, I like the look of, but I think, Jonathan, the point that you were implicitly making there was that he's not going to be the man to do a Drogba to score you 25, 30 goals in the Premier League season. He's not. Well, someone is going to have to. One striker who's been impressing in the Premier League is Raul Jimenez. He's still on loan at Wolves, but it's looking like that move will become permanent and Chelsea are going to have to contain him at the weekend if they're going to have even a sniff of three points. Love sport. Love sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Now, some Chelsea fans weren't best pleased with Sarri's team selection against Dinamo Kiev. The positive side of that, of course, is that various key players, not least Aiden Hazard, were giving a rest and should now start against Wolves. How likely are they to be able to get a result? Uh, if they play as well as they've been playing in the last three matches they should win well, but um, I think they'll all be back though that's the yeah, first so point be the set, they'll all be playing you know, yeah, I mean yeah. N'Golo came on as a sub didn't yeah, he he did um, but he'll be there from the beginning he'll play the same team he normally plays because so, should we, should we, um, it's really hard to figure out who it'll be so should we have a go yeah we, uh, Kepa yeah. in goal uh, Aspie Dave. Uh, Louise <laughs> yeah. Rudiger, Rudiger Alonso yeah. not Emerson not Emerson okay, Alonso no. yeah. uh, Kante yeah. Jorginho Kovacic Barkley you, you think he'll play Kovacic no, Barkley played the whole game didn't he yeah. Uh, so I think, well, you know, he started, put it that way. So. Yeah, I think you'll play Kovacic. Kovacic yeah. played play well. Yeah, I think you'll play Kovacic, because that would be nice and negative. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, let me think up front. Mm, <laughs> I wonder who that Hazard, might be. Yeah, Hazard, Higuain. And uh, Pedro. Oh, and Pedro, yeah. And William will be on the bench. That's, that's probably it, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, we've really it. hard, wasn't it? Yeah. We've solved that one. Yeah. What we haven't solved is the kind of job that those 11 men are actually going to do. Well, it's going to be hard, Johnny. It will be tough. They're a good side. How should they go about approaching Wolves? It's it's difficult because, I mean, you know, they beat us, didn't they, earlier on when we were... When we were all over them again we're in just, the first Yeah, but we'd uh, just, we're just been beaten by Tottenham, and we were a little bit unlucky, um, to be fair, but uh, we weren't in a particularly good moment at that point. Uh, I think we're in better shape now, actually, not least because I think, uh, you know, the honeymoon's over for Sarri Ball at the moment. It's a really tricky one because you see, as, as as Dom said, they they are a very good counter attack side, and you know Gibbs White is a is a real threat. And I think I mean, the interesting thing is I, I saw some footage of their goal uh, last week. I can't even remember who they're playing now, but uh, it had something like seventeen passes in the build up, and uh, somebody tweeted it out. Chelsea fan tweeted out and said, "Is this what Sarri ball is?" <laughs> or should be. Or should be, yeah. And it, and it kind of rang home, really. So they're a very good side. Uh, they are tough to beat. Uh, and they are very counter-attacked. So if we go all gung-ho at them, which you would expect at the home side, they could absolutely, you know, punish us. So I'm not quite sure how to approach Or we might this. score a couple and then... Uh, yeah, but they're good defensively. Uh, yeah, yeah, very And they've got Rui Patrizio back in goal. Cody is playing out of his skin, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's also slightly... Um, it's very Scouse, actually, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, was that, no, you're not going to say no, that? No, I was going to say Scouse. I was going to say just that there's a, a niggle to him that's a bit... He's a bit... Yeah. Rah, he's got a bit bitey. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he's got a bit of his... Got a bit, mongrel. Bit, bit, a mongrel, as bit, the Aussies bit, would say. Bit tasty, mate. Is he a bit tasty? Yeah, that's I, right. I, I don't, don't mean in a I've sexual not, I've not sense. had a lick of him yet. I mean, no, I don't mean that. Mm, no, okay. he's not like a lolly. Isn't Chish, he? No. Okay. What is he like, man? No, he's just like a bloke. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah you know, they're a good side, and I think uh, Espirito Santo is a good manager, too. Uh, they, they, yeah, what, there's this, a this beard is, for you. Yeah. Yeah. There is a beard. Yeah. That's a bit of a Hoxton beard, though, really. Yeah, or a sort of shaman's beard. Yeah, it's almost Amish. That's true, actually. It is, yeah. He, Scottish then, yeah, and that would be uh, Hamish. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> Similar. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually really worried about this match because I I I'm looking at it and thinking, knowing how we play and knowing the kind of players we have, I'm not quite sure how how we would set up with that at all. It's really it's quite a conundrum. Who is it who's worrying you most? I mean, the two men who've been scoring the goals, Jimenez and, and Jota, combining yeah, very players, well together yeah. are Jimenez and yeah. Jota. Jota in particular was someone who many tipped to be really impressive yeah. this season, scored a lot of goals in the Championship, only now really finding his feet in the top division. Is he going to cause you problems? Um, yes, he probably is, but I think, you know, thinking on it, actually, in terms of how we'd approach it, I would possibly approach it like we would have, like we approached the Spurs game. Uh, you know, Spurs are a good side defensively and are very dangerous on their counter-attack, and we cope with that well. Um, and I don't think it was just by being, you know, very kind of parking the bus and Mourinho-like. Uh, no, we, we didn't. We, what we, we did we was we, them. we, we had just, a go at them. Yeah. We got into them, yeah. roughed them up And a also bit. the tempo was very good at the beginning. Yeah. quick tempo, yeah. high, pr- you know, but not high press, talked but about that Because we were having those games early in the season yeah. where the beginning would be very yeah. slow and then yeah. the game would go up a bit you know and what we slow have? down again. You know what we need? What? It's all about the right mentality, mate. I wanted to sing then. I don't know why. You? What? You know, we know we need what you know. Hey, what a, you got? Like you just got girls, girls. Like a, just, I we need a show tune. We did. Mate. You're suddenly there. I just wanted you. What, we just t- what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What don't do, we do got? this. Don't do this because it's making me go all Mel Brooks. Oh, like, I, I kind of wow. like fancy he's wandering out the studio now and yeah, kind of yes, a big Busby Barkley scene. You know. Yes. But Johnny in the middle twirling in a swimming costume. There you go. Anyway, we've stopped taking the drugs now, so we can calm down. But look, in all seriousness. I think that's possibly the best way to do it. That, hot, that that really good tempo at the beginning, get into them, rough them up a bit. Don't give them any space. Don't give them an inch, really. Really just impose ourselves on them, Johnny, I think. Which they're good at doing at home. Yeah. Chelsea are good at doing it and yeah. have done very well recently. So Even with that, Chelsea would still be at risk of a sucker punch, wouldn't no, they? No, indeed. Which was I what think happened the first time. With Fulham, I think also they... they, well, they, it's, it's, defend, they defend de- if they defend deeper, yeah, that they won't. happen. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just worried that they'll lose tempo and energy in the last... 15 minutes of the game because that's been happening uh, well not if they bring some youngsters on you know who've got a bit of legs you know who would they be by any chance (laughs) yeah that young lad remind me uh, Uh, Callum Callum Callum, Hudson-Odoi Callum Callum Cheek um, yes, that one That's too. That's the one. Ruben Loftus Adoy. Why has nobody phoned us? I don't 0208 know. 702558. Okay, that was bizarre and random. But I know, but they haven't. I'm just thinking about it. Nobody's phoned us. You're missing at all. people, Jonathan. I am. I want somebody to phone us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, please. Yeah. He hasn't had his carer with him today, so he needs a bit of company. So if anybody <laughs> wants to ring in, you know the number. Please phone me. Uh, can I can I mention the quiz again, actually? Because I've been very. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on with the quiz. I mean, come the on, thing is, been Johnny's remiss. been so interesting and engaging and making yes. us talk about football yes. I've forgotten all about the, the quiz. Yes. Uh, we do have a quiz every week on the show and normally your uncle Chidge actually bothers to tell you about it at every uh, you know in every, every part. conceivable moment I do but the, it's a very easy question who played for Chelsea and Wolves uh, it's a real stinker this week I found 14 and some of them are so hard that nobody not even Rick Glanville would get them it's but, a stinker uh, yeah anyway absolute stinker but anyway what you need to do are the phoners like like Jonathan said 0208 0208 thank you or, uh, or tweet at Love Sport Radio or at Chelsea Fancast and we'll tell you the answers in the last Pop. That's 0208 70
0344-499-858. Coming up, we've heard the word dichotomy a couple of times on the show. Here's one for Sari. Should he high press or should he sit deeper? Come for the sport. Stay for the chat. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio and the race for top four is really starting to hot up. Chelsea are in it, of course. Spurs are in it, of course. Arsenal still in it, just about. With that in mind, Jonathan Kidd and David <gasps> Chigi, is this upcoming game for Chelsea against an impressive Wolverhampton Wanderers side a must-win game? They're all must-win games. Every single one? Every single one of them is, yeah, yeah, because... You don't know what's going to happen around you. United don't appear to be able to, to lose at the moment, uh, so they'll just keep going. That's one of the, the places uh, up, up for grabs with them. They, they'll, they'll, they, they could get that, in which case you're just going for fourth. Um, Spurs look a bit Spursy at the moment. They might uh, fall apart. And Arsenal, I don't quite know what's going on there. But um, having said that, though, they might just perform wonderfully against Wren at, uh, at the, uh, so the Emirates, is it? And, it uh, is the and do. Uh, and do rather well. I don't know. It's very up in the air at the moment. Some very strange performances being uh, being given by these teams all around us. But you're, at the same time, we've got to keep going. You're right, of course. I, I think I think the thing is, you know, give, um, Dom again, Dom Fifield again was spot on with this earlier. You know, in a sense, Sarri's job safe until he loses a game, yeah. and that's kind of where where he sits. And, and I've, I, I mean, I'm not convinced. I'm a bit agnostic about him still, but. I am pleased that he seems to have embraced a bit of pragmatism because, you know, clearly it, it was just insane. But they, the sat, they sat down and had a chat with him. Yeah, didn't yeah. They? I think well, one of the things that people that don't Napoli seem to be aware, yeah, yeah. be aware of is, yeah. is that he is it, clearly with the success he has as a businessman, the success he's had, he's very good at dealing with the players. Yeah. I think he's a good he, manager. I think, yeah, he's a very good man, man manager, manager yeah. and very honest with yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, so when people write, he's lost the team, he's lost their brief down tools, you just think this is complete rubbish. Yeah, They're all trying to make it work. Sells more articles. Yeah, of course it does. But, you know, so I think he has to kind of win, really, in order to safeguard his job, in a sense, because of the situation he found himself in. But it's also a must-win, because I think we've actually genuinely now got a sniff of getting into the top four, which seemed to have disappeared a few weeks ago. And I know that sounds daft when we're sitting in sixth place, but... We have a game in hand on Arsenal, who are sitting on 27, uh, sorry, 57 points. We're on 56. Uh, we've got a game in hand on Man United, who uh, are sitting on 58 points. And we're, you know, we're within two wins of uh, Tottenham on 61 points. So, and I think the players will be saying it this week it was kind of one into three, and now it's two into four. You know, so I think we've got a very good chance of getting to the top four, which means we have to win. And presuming that uh, Liverpool don't completely fall apart, no, they won't. No, they won't. They're also, yeah, they're also, yeah, but they're also fourteen points ahead of us, mate. They're, we're not catching that up with nine games to go. No, but we could catch United, we could catch Tottenham, and we could catch Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, so, as, as I said, now it's two into four places. I think we have a much better chance, and we need to go for it. and We need to keep winning, and we need to win all these games against the lower teams because uh, Liverpool yeah. is going to be an interesting one. Well, we've got Liverpool. We've got, we well, we've raise got, our game. Well, then. well. True, we've got Liverpool and United away, which is a bit awful. But yeah. uh, you know, we've beaten—we're the only side to beat Liverpool at Anfield this year in the Caribou Cup. So why not? Keep in mind with the lower teams that Wolves have taken more points yeah. off the top six yeah. than any other team yeah. outside the top six yeah. this season. They could present a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Supposing if hypothetically Jonathan Chelsea didn't get into the Champions League, be it either through finishing in the top four or for winning the Europa League. So out of the Europa League and not getting in the top four. And yeah. therefore yeah. not in the Champions League through yeah. any route. Yeah. 
How big of a problem would that present for the club and would Sarri be out the door? I think Sarri would go, yes. I mean, like I said, Jonathan and I, I mean, Jonathan's been going for, you know, years before I started Since I was going. a child. I've been going for a long time. My father took me. He went before me yeah. and his father before that was in, a Linfield fan. In 1905. There's no relevance yeah, whatsoever. Jonathan was there. But uh, we've been going for a long time, so we've seen it all at Chelsea. And, I, you know, I would survive if Chelsea didn't make the top four this season. But for the club, it would be, it would be horrible. They would find it really tough because, of course, their whole business plan is predicated, as we were saying earlier, on them being in the Champions League every year. This will be the third out of, what, four seasons that we yeah, haven't been yeah. in the Champions League. So revenue goes down, the ability to attract players becomes harder. We clearly need a, something of a rebuild in terms of quality players. We've only got two world-class players at the moment. And all throughout that kind of first 10-year period when Roman came in, we had about five at least. So it would be pretty disastrous if we didn't make the top four this year and get to the Champions League, I feel. And yet. And yet. And yet. Marina Gavaskaya yep. may have because Sarri was her choice, may have uh, so built into this whole setup with him that she may say, no, we're keeping him, because we know what he's trying to do. It would be very rare with Chelsea. Well, that's the but thing, you know. This you is, don't know. Yeah, and, of course, this is the, the 50, you know, $64 billion question, so we never know. Uh, we can sit here and predict, predict and hypothecate till the cows come home, but Ooh. the reality is, is that... We never know. Um, a lot of us kind of looked at it before the season, Johnny, and were saying, well, you know, this is it. We really do need to have a rebuild now. We do need to transition properly. Every time we've tried to before, the club have lost their you-know-whats and bottled it and then gone back to their normal ways. Either they sack the manager if they don't finish in the top four. Maybe we do need to do what you were saying. Uh, Liverpool and Spurs have been doing for the last few years. So actually have a manager, have a game plan, decide how you want to play and, and accept that it might it's take what, time to City, do that. City did, really, isn't no, it? No, no, that's beginning. not what City did. No, well, I think that's a spurious claim. No, with the fact they didn't win anything, I mean. No, no, well, they didn't win anything, but well, City didn't do that. What City did... They just bought masses They of spent players. £500 yeah, million that's right. and did it in three no, years no, with the best no, manager in the world not, not who, who decided he was getting bought before he even joined. No, not... Not winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all right. Okay. They didn't win for two years. Fair enough. Because he tried to make the system work. Yeah, yeah. Talking it was, it was of different. not winning, we mentioned Spurs there. We're now seeing that not only will Tottenham be playing in their new stadium in April if these two tests that are to come are passed, they'll be facing either Crystal Palace or Brighton. Firstly, what do you make of this new stadium? Does it look as fantastic as care. Spurs fans are billing it up to be? I don't care. Look, okay. It looks like a, a loo. From it does above. look like a loo. Okay. Very but appropriate, really. Tottenham yeah. will be playing in their new loo. With that in mind, moving into a new stadium, which is, of course, something that Chelsea could be doing no. in a few years' Not time. Seeing that. At some point, <gasps> look, they will have to. Stamford Bridge on the telly, Jonathan. Look, look, look. Oh, it's a delight. Look at that. How important is it for a club when moving into a new home to play perhaps slightly lesser opposition and to get off symbolically on a really good winning start. I wouldn't call, I, I mean, I know what you mean. Relative they, to they, a yeah, top four they, side. They, it's honestly, oh, look at us, we're like five-year-old kids. The sight of our stadium on the TV and we're transfixed. Chelsea, that just, Chelsea, It just shows you what it means to you. Who's the ones to set them alight? Uh, yeah, Chelsea. Who right. is it a corner? Uh, anyway, look. Ooh, I, it's I, a corner. I, I, I don't think that you can belittle Palace and Brighton that much, although I do accept that they are clearly not as good as Spurs, otherwise that they would be in third place in the league. Palace are in a really rich vein of form at the moment, and they'll give anybody a go. And Brighton are really tough to beat. So Brighton haven't been tough to beat recently. Actually, Brighton are in a, in a woeful form. I take your point that they're both good sides. I'm not saying well, they're, they're, be not, they're better at home. I, I'll accept. That. I'm saying they're not top class sides. 
How important is it, though, for Spurs to win? I mean, for all of this fanfare about coming into yeah, a but, new home, if they lose, does it somehow ruin all of that cachet? Well, I, I certainly hope so. Um, <laughs> but uh, the bottom line is, any team in the top four has to win all of their games, particularly at this time of the season, Johnny. There's nine games left, and this is where you win or lose the, titles. This, this game would be in the FA Cup, so obviously it would be knockout. It wouldn't affect the race for top four. But I, just, think, I, think they'll, I, think, I, I think that uh, uh, Pochettino will long off the FA Cup. I think he'll probably play a week and Side. He doesn't care, but about he won't. It. He won't be able to play a week inside if it's the first game at the new stadium because they'd be rioting. Well, I'd, I'd be really funny to see it, wouldn't it? <laughs> I bet you know. I think he will because I think, like a lot of deluded people, uh, unfortunately in football these days, it's all about finishing in the top four, not winning trophies. You know, finishing top four is the trophy for these clubs. Didn't and he I, admit I, that though himself? He did admit. He did admit it, and Levy tells him that every week. I'm sure. You know, that's what it's about. And I think it's hilarious that all the press do is load on and load on and load on more pressure on him to win trophies because the press are like supporters. They know it's all about winning trophies, but for the clubs, it's about finishing in top four and making more filthy lucre and building the brand. And that's why. I think Pochettino, you know, I think there's been rumours about this too, that Pochettino really just does what Levy says. He's not a very challenging manager. He's no Mourinho. You know, he'll do what he's told, and that's what he does. So there you go. Boom, boom. For Spurs, as well as for Chelsea, top four is the focus. They'll be chasing it against Wolves at the weekend. And as you know, on the Love Sport fan shows, we love to get an opposition view. With that in mind, we'll be hearing from Harry Mansell of the Wolves 77 Club in just a moment. This is Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Next up for Chelsea in the Premier League, it's Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the line by Harry Mansell of the Wolves 77 Club. Harry, thanks ever so much for joining us on the line this evening. Do you think that your boys can cause Chelsea a problem? Uh, hi, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I, I actually do, to be honest. Um, we're good away from home. We're good on the counter-attack. And, but the only problem I think we have got is a lot of Wolves fans and maybe some of the players have got their eye on next week. We've got a huge game coming up against Manchester United in the FA Cup. So whether they can keep that out of their minds and uh, depending on what team's picked by Nuno, I think we can cause you some problems, yeah. Is Nuno likely to... Um, hello, Harris Jonathan here. Um, is Nuno hello. likely to pick a weakened side then, do you think? Uh, well, he picked quite a weak side against Cardiff, but we got the job done. He played like Traore, right wing back. Yes, he played from the beginning, didn't he? Right yeah, yeah, as well, did yeah, he? Yeah, um, yeah, and we played Vinagre left wing back, who was man of the match, so maybe he might start. Um, Gibbs White was in there, who's not really a starter, but he's a great player. So it just depends how many he keeps in the team from the team that beat Cardiff. Because our strongest team, ironically, played against Bournemouth and Huddersfield, but we drew and lost. So whether he, you know, makes many changes is yet to be seen. Can I ask how old is Gibbs White? I think he's only 18. 18 he's young, the, and you yeah. don't have an objection to him coming on halfway through the match, do you? Because you just said he no, comes no. on. Whereas at Chelsea, they're, they're, everybody Hudson Odoi has to play from the beginning all the time. Wasn't wasn't? Yeah, well, sorry, uh, sorry, oh, Harry, sorry. it's Chidge here. What, what didn't didn't Gibbs White play in the same under seventeen uh, squad for England that won the World Cup that that uh, Callum Hudson Odoi did? Yeah, he did, yeah, and I think, uh, he, did. I think he got he got a goal in there yeah, as well. It's yeah. too, wasn't it? Um, he's been brilliant, to be honest. And when we got promoted, a lot of a lot of Wolves fans didn't think he'd be in the squad. They thought he'd thought he'd got on loan. Mm. But Nuno's given him a chance. He's come on, you know, like ten minutes here and there. He actually started one of his first starts was actually when we beat you in, yeah. the, in the reverse fixture. Yeah, he played he had well a really that good day. game yeah, that day. He yeah, he, he set up a he set up Jimenez's goal. And he's a really really good player. So Harry, here's a question I've been dying to ask. Uh, you know, Wolves. Uh, since the money came in, have transformed. I mean, 
Uh, how how are th- you know as a, as a supporter? I'm sure you go you know week in week out. I mean, how how are things? I mean, obviously you play better football and you're now seventh in the Premier League. But what what's basically changed for you guys as supporters there? Well, like you know, money doesn't always bring success. And yeah. the first season we actually struggled. We yeah. we finished like down in like 16th, like with Lambert and not in charge. And and then when Nuno came in, mm-hmm. it just all took off from the yeah. beginning. He bought some good players. Um, the style of football, we knew what we were playing. We, we played the three-four-three with the wing backs, and no one did, knew if it would work in the championship. And we just absolutely destroyed teams. And as you know, we went up top of the yeah. league, and we just know exactly how we're going to play. And we could be playing Chelsea, we could be playing Cardiff, and we're playing exactly the same. And um, it's such a joy to watch after the hard times with Adams Wolves fans having the double relegation, being down in League One coming back and it's just a, honestly it's just a joy to be a Walton at the moment one thing can I just ask you is, uh, which has always annoyed me is that having watched Norman Dealey score in 1960 in the FA Cup <laughs> final for you um, and having bought a Wolves replica shirt at the time and my dad being aghast because we lived in Kensington and he went to the bridge all the time he could see that he'd have to take me more often to become a Chelsea fan so he did is to why the team is wearing these yellow shirts <laughs> and not oh, the traditional right. old oh, gold, gold. Yeah. what is going yeah, on it's Tell uh, me. a bit controversial it's con- Controversial, yeah. Good. Um, it ought to be. Good. <laughs> and to, just to add to that as well, at the beginning when they first bought the tops out, there was badges and that falling off. So uh, yeah, oh, the kit's no. uh, the a bit kit. of a sore subject to be honest. But Good, I'm, um, glad it is. I'm not the you. biggest fan of it, I'll be honest. But hopefully we get back to the old gold next season. <laughs> Harry, a lot was made in the championship season and particularly in the summer before you came up of the club's link with Portuguese oh, super yeah. agent George Mendes. Suggestions mm. that you know. Espirito Santo's on his books, Jota's on his books, Ruben Neves is on mm. his books. This massive link to Portuguese talent, who this super agent represents, who he's then bringing into the club. Important for me to stress here that this is all legal, it's all above board, yeah. it's all transparent. But rival fans, particularly in the championship, really weren't happy about it. As a Wolves fan, does that bother you or are you just so elated with the success on the pitch that you couldn't care less? Yeah, very elated, but I was a bit worried at first, and I was kind of waiting, and maybe it might still happen, whether it starts to work against us, if he starts shipping out our best players out, because obviously most Neves of our best to players... to Barca or somewhere. Yeah, things like that, but no, I love it, and obviously Villa and teams like that were very bitter last year. They, they were singing his name in the terraces last year, the Wolves fans, but it is good, because he's brought us so much joy with the players he's brought in, but I just hope, I'll keep my fingers crossed, that it don't come back to bite us when he takes away our best players, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to ask you that, because, I mean, you know, Spiritus Santi's been really bigged up recently. He's clearly a very good manager, uh, and uh, mm. I think deserves a lot of the praise he's getting. Uh, do you worry that he might get poached? Yeah, but I think he's really brought into the project we've got going. Like, he, I think he's really into what's going on at the club, and he is a great manager, and um, I think uh, the, the style of play he's got us playing this year, the neutral, I think the, the neutral love him as well. I don't know what you guys think of him, but um, he's becoming yeah, a bit of football. a, yeah. you know, big, becoming a bit of a big name, isn't he? So if he I love seeing on, a former goalkeeper be a manager for one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were saying he's got a great beard. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously very important. Brilliant. Very important. He's very, um, he's a very calm bloke. Like yeah. he, he's a nightmare to interview. Some of our local journalists say he's a nightmare to interview. And he's always the same, and they'd always say it's about the team, it's about the performance. He, he never gets too high. He never gets too low. 
But the Wolves fans absolutely love him. He shows a lot of passion on the sidelines, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, definitely. All right, Harry. Um, so, which, looking at Chelsea on Sunday, I mean, which Chelsea players do you think are going to be a threat to Wolves on Sunday? I mean, we're quite we're in a bit of a conundrum here. We don't quite know how Sarri should set up it, being that you're a really good mm-hmm. counter-attacking side. So we're not sure whether we should just go for it and run that risk, or defend a bit deeper and and uh, be a bit more savvy about it. But uh, what, what, what are you worried about Chelsea doing? Well, the obvious one's obviously Hazard, but uh, I've seen you play, I've seen the uh, Fulham game, you had Higuain, didn't you? Yeah. Playing, I think he got a goal, yeah. so... In your striker's form, is it Giroud? I think Giroud played in the Europa League, did he? Yeah, Giroud, yeah, Giroud yeah. It'll be Higuain on, on Sunday, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, because I, um, I think it's one of you chaps that come on our podcast, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, me. said that you can always predict... It was you, there yeah. you are, yeah. So you, you said you can always <laughs> predict the team, so... Yeah. But I think if you do come at us and really put the pressure on, yeah. if, I don't know if you saw our game against Tottenham, where they battered us for the yeah. first 45 minutes, got their goal, and then we got our counter-attacking style, which is probably our best style mm. we play. If we don't have much of the ball, we can hit teams on the break yeah. and we can be deadly. So if we, you know, if we can contain you just to the one goal or something in the first half, for example, and then if we can smash you on the counter and uh, put our chances away. I don't like that word smash. I don't, like I don't like it. I don't like smash. Harry, Raul Jimenez has been unbelievably important oh, for wow. Wolves yeah. this season, particularly recently, of course, been going through a really rich vein of goal-scoring form. On paper, at least, the Mexican is still only on loan from Benfica. How yeah. likely is it that that move is going to become permanent and he'll stick around at Molyneux for a while longer? Oh, I think very likely. They've got to sign him. I think it's around £30 million mark. I'm guessing we'll have first dibs on that. So we've got to, The only worry we had for the first half of the season, he's been brilliant. His hold-up play is brilliant. He sets up goals, he scores. But the only problem Wolves fans had was, they like, is he clinical enough? But lately, the last five to eight games or so he's just been banging the goals in one, so one of the least clinical strikers in European football uh, when he was playing for Liverpool uh, in terms of chances t- chances he had in relation to goals scored was a certain Mr Luis Suarez so <laughs> some some people would well, argue that your ratio isn't what matters it's how many times you hit the back of the net Jimenez yeah. is certainly doing that Jota of course has been fantastic as well but looking ahead to the weekend there's something I do to all of our opposition view guests Harry which none of them are very keen on uh, and I'm afraid I'm going to do the same to you which is put you on the spot and ask you for a score prediction please what's going to happen when Chelsea take on Wolves? So I think, with my realistic hat on and not being biased, I think we're going to get an early goal. But I think you'll be as two-one. Two-one, Chelsea. You, heard you, it can, you can come first. on the show any time you like, Harry. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> well done, Harry. Harry, Fantastic. you're always welcome. <laughs> yeah. Bring George, George Mendes with you. Ask him if he yeah. needs another client who's a radio presenter. <laughs> we'll all be more than happy to oblige. That Lovely. was Harry Mansell Cheers, there. Well done. Uh, he's from the Wolves Seventy Seven Club podcast, and he thinks that Chelsea are going to get the three points. Coming up, all of your very finest memories from this fixture. <laughs> For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with Johnny Burrow and David Chidgy and Jonathan Kidd Ooh. from the Chelsea Fancast. Now, Chelsea have faced Wolves many, many times throughout both clubs' respective illustrious histories. But, gentlemen, which memories really stand out for you? Uh, I can't remember any. <laughs> you can't. Come on, you've been watching. You you were probably watching them in the fifties when Wolves were actually good. Nineteen sixty, Derek Dugan played yeah. for Blackburn yeah. against them in the final when yeah. they w- beat uh, beat Blackburn three 0 and I say Norman Deedy scored two goals. Um, 
subsequently, of course, Andy Gray played for them and scored some very good goals. Um, and also, oh, was it Richards? John, John Richards. John Richards, yeah. he was a decent he was player. He was a very Blimey. good player. Steve Bull. I liked him. Uh, Steve no, Bull. Uh, yeah, but it was in the third He wasn't position, a very good player. I don't quite know how he ever got picked for England. Alan Sunderland played for them. But he did, then, before he went yeah. to Arsenal. Yeah. Was it after he went to, from, you know, did he go from there? No, he went from Wolves to Arsenal, and then he did the 79 Cup final, the five-minute Cup final. I interviewed him for Sky. We did a documentary series, and I interviewed him for that. And he's now bald and very very old uh, and he didn't look like Alan Sunderland supposed to look with that great big kind of did, did you afro. doubt him did you no, say you're no, not on Alan no, Sunderland no, but we I me- claim my five we, we, we introed it and said you won't you'll never know who the, you just won't guess who this guy is and then we did the kind of fa- you know good old record scratch yeah. and then we cut back to him wearing a big afro wig I said that's right Alan Sunderland did he look look like himself with the afro he wig he did on? actually so he, did. Just down to he was hair. a really good sport anyway we digress yeah, good for him um, um, other other Wolves players Ron Flowers I remember him he was the England goalkeeper and, uh, wasn't he or backup no, of the, no, no, the no, World no, Cup no, he was no not the goalkeeper no that was Flowers that was Tim Flowers no no Ron Flowers no, Ron Flowers the backup no he, he played centre half he was no way mate he was a goalkeeper Ron Flowers Ron was Flowers the was half. a goalkeeper I bet you a tenner. Okay, those who agree with me, air. those who agree with me, uh, phone up 0208 70 20 no. 558. Uh, can I Ringing now. up is not can the same as looking up. Ron Flowers. Can I deliver Ron Flowers. the answer? Yeah. Billy Which Wright. is that Ron Flowers was actually, if Wikipedia is to b- be believed, a midfielder. No. <laughs> he, so. said a, he said a centre half. <laughs> No, it was Billy Wright who was centre-half. He wasn't. Ron Flowers midfield. That's Whatever. Right. And who else played? I'm, Derek not, talk- Dugan, I'm of not talking to you anymore. I'm sold. No. And, uh, yeah. How were you sure that he was a goalkeeper? I don't know. Because, you see, I, I, go, I go through the internet searching for players who have played for both Chelsea and... and yeah, and they come up, these other And I thought I remembered that he was a goalkeeper. The reason why you yeah. think he's a goalkeeper... Finlayson was the goalkeeper. ...is because of Tim Flowers, Except who was said, a goalkeeper. I said Tim Flowers. I said who, that. Who? He played for, for Blackburn at some stage. And, so and Leicester. Yeah, yeah. um, but um, Finlayson was the Wolves goalkeeper in 1960, I think. Am I remembering that correctly? I don't know. Uh, no, I me mean neither. I don't really care. More, more recently, I remember yeah. Sylvan E. Blanks Blake, who scored a lot of goals when they yes, were last you're promoted right, you're from right. the Championship I mean, the and then did nothing in the Premier League. The interesting thing is the last time that uh, Chelsea played uh, Wolves at home was in 2012 when we walloped them 6 0 in the League Cup, which uh, is quite fun. And the last time we played them in the Premier League was 2011 when we beat the 3 0. Uh, they are a very different Wolves side now, it has to be said. But, I mean, you know, most of my generation remember playing Wolves in the old second division in the days uh, when, uh, uh, I think it was like 77, we had to draw, do no worse than draw against them to go back up to the first division, and we did. I think we had a 1-1 draw. Tommy Langley scored, I think. Uh, but it was also the days when you can't ban a Chelsea fan because we kept on getting banned for hooliganism, and yet Molyneux was absolutely packed out with Chelsea fans so therefore they used to, we have these t-shirts you can't ban a Chelsea fan so that's my memories that's of, true, of Chelsea yeah, playing yeah, Wolves yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a long time ago but there yeah, you go yeah. um, so uh, Finlinson yeah. I'm right the goalkeeper was Finlinson, Finlinson. why have these things stayed in my memory I, I'm, I'm worried about that actually. completely dreadful that I, know. Is. I think that's yeah. quite quite abnormal really yeah it is it is I'm feeling abnormal about but it there yeah. you go yeah. Peter uh, Broadbent do you remember him he played for them yeah yeah. yeah, vaguely. Shall I? Yeah. Shall I give? Uh, shall I divulge the quiz answers now? I'd like it because I like because otherwise I. But basically, what happens is I forget, Johnny, and then I have to panic as, as it approaches eight, whatever it is, fifty-seven. And no, let's have and it. I, and I would, wouldn't want to give you a heart attack or see you go even whiter. <laughs> that would be very bad. Yeah. Anyway, for those that have been listening for the whole show, you'll know that the uh, Chelsea Fancast quiz this week has been who played for both Chelsea and Wolves. Uh, I have found fourteen people, but others have come in. I mean, actually, the response on Twitter has been 
fantastic from a lot of the usual suspects and uh, some of the unusual suspects as well, actually. Um, but you've, I haven't seen a duff answer among you yet, but you've actually added one that I didn't know about. Apparently Nathan Blake uh, uh, certainly played for us on loan or as a youth player or something. Anyway, whatever. They are, in no particular order, of course, ubiquitously Dave Besson. Dave Besson's in every uh, every week, every, every week, quiz. No, every quiz we do, who played yeah. for Chelsea and whoever, you can guarantee that Dave Besson. So that remember this next time, you'll always get one right if you actually take a punt and Dave, say Dave, Dave Besson. Besson. Yeah. So there you go, Carlton Cole. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Connor Hunt, youth player. Yeah, I don't know. No, you wouldn't have known that one. No. There's some real stinkers in here. Tommy Langley. A lot of people got that right. Uh, Michael Mancini. Did, did he go to um, Wolves after Mancier. Chelsea then? Langley. Yeah. Tommy Langley. No, he went to yeah, he went to them after Chelsea. Chelsea. I, I, don't, I think he might have gone QPR first. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah. Tommy Langley. Uh, yeah, Michael, Michael Mancini. That's yeah. a hell of a name. Yeah. Right. Most he went people, to Nottingham Forest after yeah. that. International Mancien. footballer for the Seychelles. He was indeed. No, but didn't he also play for England? I think he was in the level. squad. No, I, I think he was in the England squad. Was he? Yeah. 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 Anyway, this is some that. that I didn't know, actually, but should have done. Jo- Jonathan probably would know, but Jim McCalliog played for Wolves yes, as well. Yes, I remember that, yes. Uh, Frank Nuble. Yes, good He old. was a youth the, player the, for the, us. The noob, as he was called. The noob, uh, yeah. of course, but more famously for West Ham. George Savile, quite recently. That's right, yes, Nuble looked absolutely excellent. And it, Don't it, talk it to me about it, people. It, I've gone, I've moved on. I know, but I just wanted to say that he looked excellent. He played OK and then disappeared. And you yeah. think he should have been better, Nuble. He went to West Ham, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, right, George Savile. Yeah, who yeah. played for us as a youth player. He yeah. had, I think, one appearance for us. And he had, I, I can't remember anyway. Whatever. Uh, this is where it gets really horrible and people are going to hate me for doing this because I actually yeah. bothered to do my homework for once. Yeah. So I went back in the archives. Yeah, all right, though. So, Wally well, Ackers. Wally, good Wally old, Ackers. Yeah, well, Wally. Jonathan saw him play because he played for us between 1937. I was about to say 38. <laughs> I was about to say that. 37 to 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Barraclough. Yeah. Oh, God, 1923. No, 1934 no, to 37. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you should know this one. Although this is a stinker as well. Yeah. Jim Barron? Uh, he was the goalkeeper. I don't know. <laughs> was everyone a goalkeeper? He said, we, all say, we always say that because, you know... Got yeah, Jim Barron, I thought Jim Barron was a goalkeeper, I thought. I don't know. Then, I can't remember. then played uh, under Doherty. He may have been. 65, yeah. 66. Yeah, that's right. Didn't he, get in the side. Played he once. There one we appearance. go. You, you see, I knew you'd know this. <laughs> You're such an old fart, aren't you? This is a brilliant one. I can't believe uh, I didn't know. This is great. Dickie Deacon? I never heard of he him. He played for us in 1934, but he ended up being one of the trainers. Dickie Deacon? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jilks, a lot of people got this. Yeah, he, he played went for Reading, yeah. didn't he, originally? Yeah. He looked as if he was going to be a decent player, yeah. Jilks. Uh, 1992. He was a winger, meet lots of players, and then it never happened. 1992, he was on loan there. And finally, this is a cracker, actually, uh, and most people should know this, but uh, nobody put it in. John Harris. Now, he played he, between... He was the... Um, West Ham manager for a period, and he played centre-half for Chelsea, yep. and he is in the 1954-55 yeah. team. Exactly. He played for us between 1945 and 56, so he was a member of the yeah, championship-winning squad. Yeah. So there you go. That's it. So anybody who got all of those is a genius, and I don't think anybody has, but most of them got the uh, the more obvious ones, and they're a very oh, good well. bunch. They know their onions, this lot, on Twitter, so okay, well done yeah, them. It's well extremely done, impressive. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a whole yeah. raft of names there. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. that was a lot of looking backwards. In terms of glorious memories to be created in fixtures could Chelsea produce a few more this weekend 
Glorious memories. Glorious memories. If there yeah, was a 50-yard screamer. If Higuain hit scores a screamer, yeah, I will, uh, I'll cherish that. Yeah, yeah. I'll cherish that. What I'll be looking at is these yellow shirts that we're playing against. They're with playing, the badges with falling, the, off, falling we off. They're playing form. against a, t- a shirt that we wear as our second team colours, the yellow, as opposed to old gold, which yeah. is such a It lo- should be old gold. There was a period where there was the gold gold was a really yeah. golden colour, yeah. and I, I, I yeah. got my Sabutio team with an old yeah. gold Wolves, Rolled wolves gold. kit. It was, it was like that, rolled yeah. gold. And then it, it was like gun metal. It was no. a gun, gun gold. I love it. It's that. a beautiful kit, actually, and it's, it's a shame yeah. that they don't use it anymore. I mean, before we say what, because we, he's going to ask us predictions in a minute, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stave this off as long as I can, J.K. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. So can I do yeah. something else that's really, really, very important, which was launched today? Uh, there's a thing called the Football Blogging Awards, which we actually won the inaugural one for Best Podcast in 2012. Wow. And then we followed that up with another victory in 2015. So uh, t- without sounding too scouse, we've won it two times. Uh, and we've been finalists every year, 2012 to 2017, but not last year. Now, the theory for this is either the vote was rigged. <laughs> that's always my, a possibility. Yeah, that's, I know who does it, so I think, I think they rigged it to yes, make sure we weren't yes. in it. Or... I was too busy and lazy. That could be the possibility. I don't want to consider it, but it might be the fact. Uh, but anyway, it's happening again, so uh, people can start voting for us. Basically, it's two stages. You've got nomination voting, and if you get into the finals, then you have to vote again. Uh, but nomination voting starts today, uh, and uh, nomination voting finishes on 24th of March 2019 at 7 o'clock. So you need to go out and vote for the Chelsea Fankers for the best podcast. Loads of ways to vote. You can vote on the Football Blogging Awards website, which is www.footballbloggingawards.co.uk. You can vote through our website website chelseafancast.com just click a, uh, check the blog out on latest news and there's a little voting widget there and uh, you can vote as a judge nomination on the football blogging awards website vote on our instagram account basically go to the best podcast image on football blogging awards instagram account and then you tag the chelsea fancast instagram account in the comments and finally the easiest way i think is to just vote on twitter so go to your twitter account and then you write the following i am voting for at chelsea fancast in at the fbas for hashtag best podcast and you have to do exactly that or it won't count and as my old friend Dr Mart who started the show with me used to say vote early and vote often let me offer you an option rather than an often you get Chelsea qualifying for the Champions League or the Chelsea fan cast winning an FBA what's it to be well we've won one already no no (laughs) we've won both already no Chelsea fan cast to win the FBAs every time every time obviously okay good grief stupid question excuse me both (laughs) both well we won the Champions League and the uh, FBAs in the same year in the same year yeah Ah, so it's a sign. Yeah. It could happen again. And we won the title in 2015. It's just, it's just we won the title in 2015. So does that, yeah, does that imply that your content improves when there is silverware being won? Probably more positive. No, I think it's got, we've gone downhill really I since the first actually, four we did. Uh, I think, I think we've got. I think we're better being whingy, don't you? <laughs> I think our, our, our kind of what is it, our zenith. Yes, yeah, our yeah, Zenith yeah, yeah. was the year we had Benitez as manager because I absolutely had a yeah, meltdown the for hatred, year. The hatred, the hatred. I hated him. I hated yeah, him. So I each just, week I lost was, the, the energy was phenomenal yeah. because it was yeah. constant fury. I just was. Bile. Bile. I, went, I, I literally, Spewed I went out. mad. I went Spewing mad. Bile. I went mad for a year. You I did. Well, I, that wins awards. It doesn't. Yeah. No, Tamarino not not in two to work for you. Not in 2013. Nearly, nearly. It was too incandescent. Nearly won me a spell in the loony bin for a few years. Yeah, yeah. There we go. White light, white heat coming out of the rain. 
media. Well, it's before anyone is carted off, I'm going to have to put you two on the spot. I <gasps> no! put, I put no! Harry Mansell on the spot. We'll no! start with David Chidgy. It's Wolves at the weekend. Uh, I need a score prediction well, and perhaps a justification. Johnny, you know, you you you'll 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 get you know you'll learn this as as you carry on presenting this show that I never ever predict that Chelsea will lose. Okay, ever. good. No, I respect that. So I want the same actually. I will go two one. Uh, but I have to say, I don't say it with enormous confidence. I think this is going to be a really really tough match. Chelsea are going to have to be a hundred percent on their game, and I worry that they. You know, Sarri, again, might just not realise this and they might, like, fanny about for the first 20 minutes, by which time they might be 2-0 down. I think it's going to be the opposite. I think we'll go at them, as we did against Kiev. That's what they need to do. And I think we'll score two goals. The dilemma is is whether we then um, take the foot off the gas again in the last 20 minutes and they score. And I think it's going to be 3-2 to us. Well, if Chelsea Mm. get an early goal, Chelsea should win the game. We've been hearing all show that Wolves are based on counter-attacking. Yeah, but uh, it's the same thing as with Fulham. They just seem to lose it and then the old kick the ball up the pitch and run after it. They do this switch switch off. off, They just seem to get knackered. For 60 minutes, they play really excellently. It could be concerning because Wolves switch on, of course. We saw late on against the likes of Leicester. That's when Jimenez comes alive. That's why I'm saying I think it might be so if Chelsea are two up I think they might score two the pattern of the game for me is Chelsea will score two they'll score two and then Chelsea score one in the last few minutes I'm not going to be there that's what's really annoying me I'm going to be sitting in here broadcasting but hey you can speak to me later yeah we are I'm going to speak to you be good yeah Yeah. excellent well gentlemen it's been a wonderful first show in your company really enjoyed it thank you for joining me the predictions have been wonderful remember to vote for the Chelsea fan cast in the FBAs we need a third title make it a hat trick and good luck against Wolves at the weekend. Until next week, it's been the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. This is Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.